Welcome to episode 15 of the Oki Show Show. My god, it's been forever. It's been two whole freaking weeks. This whole changing it to a bi-weekly schedule has been, it's been kind of nice because I don't have to work nearly as hard, but at the same time I've been like getting antsy because I've got all these episodes that I'm ready to get out, but I have to wait for like a couple months. So we got a lot of really, really great episodes coming up, but be patient because uh, we are doing the bi-weekly schedule. But let's get to what's going on within the next two weeks, February 18th through March 2nd. Reduction Theater Company presents a Midsummer Night's Dream, 8 p.m. through 11 p.m., which is going to be happening all the way through February 20th at the Civic Center Music Hall. For tickets, visit okcciviccenter.com or call 405-297-2264. February 19th at Sost in the Paseo District, Feline Valentine, our favorite folk singer, is going to be playing from 9 to 10 p.m. February 20th at New World Comics, OKC Comedy presents Niam's Fairy Tales, episode two, Drugs. That's the, that's the topic. What it is, this is actually really cool, and I've been wanting to check this out, because it is basically, it's not stand-up comedy, it's funny people telling funny stories. Once again, comedian James Nim will be guiding you through a maze of crazy stories. There's going to be a lot of different people jumping up on stage and just telling crazy stories, and the topic this month is drugs, so if you've ever been high, been around high people, or even wondered what it would like to be high, there will be something in the show for you. So you should go to New New World Comics and check that out, and then report back, because I won't be able to be there. Uh, I'm gonna be, I'm, we're smack in the middle of shooting Judgment, which has been awesome, and I'll talk about it in just a second. But, Sunday, February 28th on ABC, it's Oscars night! So tune in at 7.30pm Central Standard Time, and you can watch all the amazing awards and you should live tweet and make fun of everything that you see because, let's face it, the Oscars, it's kind of ridiculous. That's dumb. That's not true. The Oscars are awesome! So awesome that we actually did an entire episode for the Oscars. We did a, a, a roundtable discussion between myself and uh, filmmakers James Ray and Jacob Burns who made, made it back into the studio yet again. And we went through all the different categories. And this is after we had all three been marathoning nearly every single one of the Oscars movies. Like, I missed I missed a couple categories, like the short films and the documentaries, but, like, I marathoned all the best pictures and all the best actors and actresses and all that stuff. Oh, my brain was about to explode. So I'm really, really excited about this episode. I've been sitting on it for a while because, like I said, we went into the bi-weekly release schedule and we've been work. Uh, I've been working on Judgment, actually, with James Ray, who's on this episode. And, oh! Ah, this movie that we're working on is so cool. It's so cool. It's a horror film. It's like a horror slasher-ish kind of thing. But it's like it's like the movie Seven meets, like, I don't even know. But it's kind of got like a nice 70 tone, and it looks amazing. It's going to be so cool. And it sounds great. Just saying. But anywho, enough about that. Let's get into this, because it, it is a long episode. Uh, we went for two straight hours talking about movies, so... If you get bored, you know, you can you can pause it, you can come back to it, and then uh, and then you can tune in on February 28th at 7.30 and actually watch the Oscars and see if any of our predictions were true. So let's get straight to it. It's episode 15 of The Oakie Show Show. All right, welcome to The Oakie Show Show, the comedy podcast that dives into the finer, nitty-gritty details of navigating Oklahoma's film and music industries. 
I'm Brian, your host, and I am joined for our glorious Oscar roundtable discussion by directors Jacob Burns and James Ray. Welcome, guys. What's up? Hey, nice to be here. James or Jacob, it's I'm, I'm glad we finally got you on the show. Yeah, I know. Finally, it's just finally. Uh, it's just it's crazy to be here. It feels unreal. <laughs> <laughs> and James, to to kind of introduce you to the audience. Yeah, uh, you are the director of. How to Hide a Dead Body. Yes. You are also the director of two short films coming up that haven't actually been started production. We're in pre-pro right now. Yes. Which uh, are? Those two uh, short films are The Man Who Loved Flowers, based on a short story by Stephen King. Yes. Uh, it's a horror short based on a short story from the 70s collection Night Shift. Um, and it, hopefully it, it'll be really fun. We're looking to go for like a 70s horror vibe. Uh, the other one is Vessel. That is a an original story, a uh, short Pretty film that I came cool. up with. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, it's, in, it's influenced by a lot more, you know, modern horror and uh, there's a lot of stuff from the 90s, but uh, it should be, should be really fun. I, yeah. I think it'll be a really fun uh, shoot and a really fun short. Yeah. Awesome. And then Jacob, you're the director of Electric Nostalgia. I feel like every single episode, I bring up Electric Nostalgia <laughs> at least once. Well, so that's been again. my life for the last two years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wear it on your sleeves. Uh, yeah, there's not much else. <laughs> right. To and you've right directed now. plenty of other short films. You're a freelance mm-hmm. DP. Mm-hmm. And James, you're a freelance script and electric. But then you, yes. you also do quite a bit of other things. Uh, yeah, I feel like we I, all dabble in, in tons of, of different stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's sort of how yeah, Oklahoma film goes that way. (laughs) Every DP you know is also an electrician, a gaffer, a director, and a writer. Yeah. What's funny, it's cool because I was just thinking about that the other day of like our day job is working on set like Genie or you know, Mm -hmm. camera department or sound department. Like that's our day job. But then we also have like we're still, you know, reaching for the next thing, which is like directing or producing or writing that. Oh yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know. Yay, Oklahoma film. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. So we have the 2015 Oscars coming up on which day? I didn't bring my notes. Uh, February 28th, I believe. Yeah. Yes. Do we know what time they're actually broadcasting? Uh, no. 7 Eastern, so probably... <laughs> 7 Eastern. 7 Eastern. <laughs> you were nowhere near the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Sorry, the time I'm... is 7 Eastern. Yeah, that'll be if, right. if we're ever unsure, if we're ever unsure about a point, just sort of lean back. <laughs> yeah, and, it just uh, fade away. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be working our way through the categories. We're going to try to hit all the categories because we have been marathoning these effing movies, <laughs> and I I feel like I'm I've been losing my mind because I've been watching nonstop Oscar movies, and there are still a crap ton that I haven't seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like uh, like almost all the animated, well all the animated. No no no, I did see some of the animated shorts. I saw Bear Story and uh, The World of Tomorrow. Mm. But um, yeah, there's just a lot that I still haven't seen. But my brain is about to explode. <laughs> <laughs> did did you guys have a similar feeling at all, or were you just soaking it in? Like yes, uh, this I, is yeah. <laughs> I managed to see a lot of them in their their runs in the theater, so I was able to hit a lot of them. So I didn't have to marathon as much as I think you guys had to. Yeah, yeah. I I, I yeah I marathoned a lot. Uh, I, there were certain times where I just had to take a break and watch something that was older than you know eight oh, ten gosh. months. I there was like a couple times because all these movies are just so they're they're just so freaking heavy. 
Yeah, they're heavy, heavy movies. Yeah. So like, you gotta just give your brain a break and watch like <laughs> Ren and Stimpy or something. Yeah. Uh, just watch Mad Max yet again. Right. You exactly. know, watch Mad Max yeah. for the fifth time. Jeez, exactly. that movie. Well, we'll we'll get into yeah, that. We'll yeah. Get into that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're gonna we're gonna start off with the category of best cinematography, which is actually a pretty pretty uh, top level category. So uh, James, why don't you read off the nominees? The nominees for best cinematography are Carol. The Hateful Eight, Mad Max, Fury Road, The Revenant, and Sicario. Uh, I apologize. My personal list that I have doesn't have the actual cinematographers on Oh, it. yeah, that's I think right. Jacob's might Jacob, have, have the... Them? It doesn't... I think I know most of them. Sicario was Roger Deakins. Revenant was uh, Emmanuel Lubaziki, um, or Chivo. Um, Mad Max, Fury Road. Oh, who was it? Oh. I don't remember. It was hatefully. It was Robert Richardson and Carol. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Todd Haynes directed it. Oh, oh, my mind's failing me. I don't know. <laughs> oh, my brain. Oh no. <laughs> the only one of these that I didn't get to see is Carol. But uh, I'm curious. We're going to go around the room with our individual opinions, and then we'll do discussion over this category. But uh, starting with you, James. Okay. Um, well, uh, we're starting off with one of my one of the first holes. One of the movies I didn't get to see. I didn't get to didn't get a chance to see Sicario. Mm. Um, that was one that I'm gonna watch soon. But uh, I I I really really loved Carol. I thought it was absolutely beautiful. All, all the all the films in this category were. Um, I think the main race is going to be between Hateful Eight, Fury Road, and Revenant for me. Yeah. Because while Carol yeah, was great and beautiful, I feel like they just had it beat. And I feel like that's a really unique thing because they're all nominated for, or I, you know, I like them all for different things. Like yeah. Fury Road, this uh, cinematography is so great because everything is done practically. And, you know, the cameras mm-hmm. for 80% of the movie, the camera's on a car going, you know, 60 miles an hour mm-hmm. through the middle of the desert. Yeah. Freaking Mario Kart on steroids. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, so. the Revenant is one of those that, you know, just watching it. I like, I know how movies are made. I know how, sh- how it works to sh- use a camera and, you know, a crane and all that stuff. Yeah. And, but there were numerous times in The Revenant that I just could not figure out how the hell they did oh, that, yeah. how they got that shot, how they did anything mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I feel like that's amazing in and of itself. And then Hateful Eight, I really liked. And Hateful Eight is actually, uh, are we going through what we, what our choices are? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, Hateful Eight would be my choice for best cinematography. Uh, Interesting. Yeah, I, I like it because uh, the 70 millimeter format for the mm-hmm. longest time has been... Uh, I mean, first off, that's one of the things the film was advertised off of. Yeah. Uh, and one of the reasons, I feel like that's a good indicator for, you know, something you should look at within the film, if that's something that the director talks about during the film's press. Right. Uh, and if you look at it, you know, 70 millimeter up until recently, I guess this movie, uh, and maybe The Master, it was used mostly for like landscape stuff and documentary things to just get as big and as wide a picture mm-hmm, yeah. in cinemascope as he possibly yeah, could. Yeah, yeah. Of Arabia and... yeah, exactly. Stuff like that. But uh, Hateful Eight, if you haven't seen it there at home, uh, 95% of it is inside of a, you know, a lodge. It's in a yeah, cabin. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of close-ups and stuff. And I feel like it's a really good way of saying, you know, uh, using this sort of landscape footage medium to get across you know this is the land look at the landscape of this performance and how intense these performances are yeah 
Oh, I can already tell this is going to be hard because I have so much <laughs> I want to say. <laughs> but, but Jay or Jacob, what's your counter to that? Um, so yeah, for me with cinematography, I think you know, like James was saying, like I think all of these are very deserving. Like they're yeah. all beautifully, beautifully shot yeah. movies. Um, um, I think, I I think Revenant will probably win um, because yeah. it's the flashiest. Um, right. and, and I think, and I might catch some flack for this, but I actually think that's to the detriment of the movie. Um, how so? Uh, because I spent most of the movie, well, even he said this as well. Oh, I spent true. most like of the movie saying, oh, wow, what a cool shot. Yeah. Instead of thinking, oh man, that poor guy. Um, right, right. and so, like I said, like <laughs> every shot's beautiful. A combination. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. And so like it, like you can't deny it, but I think like part of the job of a cinematographer is to not distract from the movie. Right, right. Um, and that's something that you can, that for the audience, Jacob can really speak to that because of the fact that you have DP'd several things, like you do work camera department and all that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, and so like, and of course, like everybody has their own philosophies and stuff like that. But yeah. like for me, like, yeah, you want your, your movie to be beautiful and like composition and lighting and all that you can really add up. But part of it is to create that universe in which you get lost in. Whereas mm-hmm. I felt like the Revenant was maybe just a little too, too beautiful. Right. And part of it might be not just it's not necessarily the cinematographer's fault. It's the rest of the story maybe wasn't meaty enough or something sure. like that to really grab you. But anyway, so for me, what what I choose, um, I really want Sicario to win because Roger Deakins <sighs> has been nominated like fifteen times and has never won. <laughs> He's the DiCaprio of cinematographer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like oh, please, I feel like he should have done the Revenant. And then, right. Yeah. And DiCaprio and. Just knock out DiCaprio and Deacons at the same time. Yeah. Didn't um, Deacons do Skyfall? He did. Okay, yeah, yeah. Oh. Okay, I know exactly what you're talking about yeah, then. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. A lot of people thought he was going to win for Skyfall. Oh, yeah, I did too. Said, he was my oh choice my that God. year. And the fight scene with yeah. the thing going on in the back wall. Oh, yeah, 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 against yeah, that. Yeah, it's great. God, yeah, it's he's amazing. Yeah, he's so great. And, like, he's, for me, he's one of those that he's really found that balance of, like, if you... Just look at the images individually. You're like, oh, wow, those are gorgeous. But when you're right. watching the movie, you just get lost in it. You're not necessarily thinking about how beautiful yeah. the shot is. Yeah. Um, that's such and a, that's, that's, that's such probably a why note. he hasn't won yet. <laughs> right. Because, yeah, because yeah. it's not flashy and like, look at what we did. Yeah. Like, he's actually yeah. telling a story. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so that's my choice. You know, like, it's, but I'm also excited, like, like uh, to, to see that something like Carol is on there, something so small. Oh, yeah. So simple. Um, and then, hate, like you said, Hateful Eight and Mad Max. Like, all of them, they each, they're all great cinematography for their own reasons. And yeah. so it's, it yeah. is tough, but I it just, is hard. I just, yeah, just poor, poor Deacons. He's got to win. Yeah. Some. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think it's going to be this time, unfortunately. Yeah. I see. I actually agree with you almost with everything. Like I feel like Revenant is going to win mm-hmm. just because it's the freaking Revenant and uh. you know, the amount of effort that went into it. You know, forget about the fact that they went way over budget and had to do tons of reshoots and that kind of thing. No. But, you know, that's not a big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Sicario yeah. was just, and that's, and that sucks because James here hasn't gotten to see it. Yeah. And I haven't gotten to see Carol, so I can, I can only mm-hmm. speak to this category so much. But I completely agree. Like, if it, if it pulls you out of the story and you start analyzing, like, how the hell do they do that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that, <clears throat> arg. Yeah. It, it yeah. bugs me. Yeah. yeah. So I agree. I think Sicario... Was super immersive. I thought that the, the style of the the POV night vision stuff that they did was mm-hmm. like I love that stuff. Yeah. Like yeah. especially when you're doing any kind of you know war story or anything like that. Yeah. yeah. And like to put you in the sh- into the boots of the guys that are on the ground. Yeah. Like in this case, it's like FBI. I think 
But um, was it FBI? I'm trying to or was it DEA? It might be DEA. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. One of those acronyms. CIA. NCIS. Um, but yeah, I agree. I thought Sicario was not just beautiful, but it was just really well done. Yeah. Now, The Revenant was also freaking gorgeous. Yeah. And I absolutely. will say that I admire not. the fact that they use completely 100% natural light. Mm-hmm. They didn't have a single... That's, that kind of stuff is just phenomenal to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's like Dallas Buyers Club uh, oh, last yeah. year or the year before. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it it was great. You know, I think all I think the like I think all the lighting equipment they used on Dallas Buyers Club was a couple bounce boards and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah, and just practical, yeah, absolutely, practicals yeah. and, and stuff. And the cinematographer uh, Lubezki, he's also he does Terrence Malick's latest films. Mm. Oh, okay. So that's any yeah, clue. nice. So yeah, so he's he's great. <laughs> like, yeah, he yeah. makes beautiful stuff. Well, as far as uh, if we're ready to segue into the discussion portion yeah. of the cinematography Let's thing. do this. I think you're absolutely right with it being a little too flashy mm-hmm. for the story. I, mm-hmm. I feel like uh, it's something that, because I can't help but compare it to Birdman. Yeah, yeah. Uh, of course. Yeah, the and, one shot wonder stuff, which I yeah. love. One oh, yeah, shot no, I absolutely, yeah. Birdman was one of my favorite movies yeah. uh, that year, but I feel like the style fits so well for Birdman. Yeah. And it just, this is a completely different type of film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, they're shooting The Revenant in the style of Birdman, and that's what it felt like. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, several other times while I was watching it, I thought, oh, that's a lot like that shot from Birdman. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, doing stuff like that, and thinking of the, you know, behind-the-scenes stuff I've watched of Birdman and how right. they did what, and then thinking, oh, they probably used that trick here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. Like, I feel like with the movies, with the Oscar movies, that the it's almost like the main hook for the movie is not the story, Mm-hmm. And it's not, you know, it's it's how they did it. You know, it's the technical stuff. Like, that's the the whole hook of why you go to see this movie. And to me, like, that's, I don't know. Like, I just don't really feel like that's a good I enough think, reason to win I, an Oscar. I mean, I think it just it depends on the movie. And, like, if you're pushing something forward or whatever. I think, you know, again, like, it's just a matter of what's right for that particular movie. And I think, like, yeah. you yeah. usually got into that. Like, like and again, like, it, if it just been, like, just a little less flashy like he still could have mm-hmm. like taken yeah. that similar style like obviously like i like movies by inaritu i like movies that lubezki has shot like yeah i just felt like and again and it might not even be the cinematography that it might be just be the story itself maybe just True. wasn't enough to really pull you into it yeah um even though like you know the performances were great mm-hmm. um yeah looked beautiful um yeah. editing was fine like it just but you know just i love the edit like editing on these one shot wonder movies like yeah. oh, what editing <laughs> you color graded it it looks, it looks beautiful so okay uh let's go around votes who's gonna be winning best cinematography james oh man um who do you want and then who do you realistically okay. think i yeah say. okay i i want hateful eight to win i think the revenant will probably win Though that, that's also saying, I won't be angry if Revenant or Mad Max wins. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah. I want Hateful Eight to win. And that's the thing. Like every single one, it's this is a tough one because every one of these, I can't say that about Carol because I haven't seen it, but like every one of them, they're all unique in their own way. Yeah. yeah. Like it's almost like you, it's hard to yeah, put hard them to up against each yeah. other because Mad Max is totally different than Revenant, which is yeah. totally different than Sicario. Yeah. yeah. Well, and Carol totally is totally different, different than all of them. Yeah, yeah. Like Carol's such a quiet type of, like a uh, intimate feel Mm -hmm. to it and you know it's one of those it's another one that i you know the other ones are flashy in their own specific ways and carol is very 
it's sort of in, in an intimate way and it just i doubt it'll outshine the other ones yeah mm-hmm. so jacob i i think revenant will probably win um but i'm i'm gonna vote sicario yeah and i am right there with you yeah i like i think everybody knows revenant's <laughs> just gonna win like <laughs> dang it but yeah i want sicario to win okay so we're gonna move on to the next category which is original screenplay <laughs> holy crap this was a good year wow yeah okay so uh jacob why don't you read off the nominees the nominees for original screenplay are bridge of spies ex machina um, Inside Out, Spotlight, and Straight Outta Compton. <laughs> okay, so Jacob, what first? do you think? Yeah, what do you think? Um, so first off, I'll say I haven't seen Straight Outta Compton yet, so I have no opinion Boo. on that. I haven't uh, either. But um, I mean, those those other four are just great. Um, it's a similar thing; like they're all great, kind of in their own way. Mm-hmm. Um, I. I, I, I'm going to have to go with Inside Out just because it's the one that made me cry the most. Oh, <laughs> really? It's definitely the one that, that got me, uh, hit me the most. But, but, uh, the thing about it, I love about Inside Out, though, yeah. is like uh, Pixar, there was this, this meme where they were like, Pixar yeah. made a story about toys having feelings and fish having feelings <laughs> yeah. and feelings <laughs> having feelings. <laughs> feelings have feelings. But, uh, yeah, I mean, but, but man, I really wouldn't feel bad if any of them won i think i i don't know i think yeah i think inside out might win but mm. um but i loved ex machina bridge of spies was great spotlight was great um, oh gosh it just, the, all of these movies made me feel things so it's really it's yeah. really hard to to, yeah. to, to yeah. narrow it down yeah james what do you think um i think for original screenplay out of all of those oh man hmm it's tough it's tough because uh, I you know I I think I may have to go with Spotlight, just because mm, yeah. I you know I I'll get into it a little bit later with Spotlight, but I think this is just the perfect time for Spotlight to happen. Absolutely, yeah. yeah, yeah, and I agree. Like, um, man, this is another category. I the only one I haven't seen is Ex Machina, which is actually mm. sidebar. Mm. We got to work with the director for Ex Machina. Or was it X, the director? No, the, the cinematographer yeah, from from Ex Machina. Yeah. And uh, wow, yeah, that dude was amazing. Absolutely, yeah. he was. Yeah, and the cinematography in Ex Machina is great. Oh yeah, absolutely. Which is kind of funny that well, I, I again when you put them up against the other categories like you the, or the other nominees, like yeah, yeah I feel like why. Ex Machina was. I feel like Ex Machina and Carol could be comparable in how it was actually shot. Mm. Man, for original screenplay, I feel like well, first of all, okay, I didn't see Ex Machina. Bridge of Spies was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing I felt, though, with, with Bridge of Spies, I felt like I'd kind of seen it before. Like, it was hmm. a Tom Hanks movie that I'd seen before. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. Like, it didn't really feel that unique to me. Mm. Mostly mm. because of the fact that Tom Hanks was the face that I was seeing. And it was just like, I felt like I've seen this character before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, Inside Out, see, I, arg. I... I just felt like that movie was really convoluted. Like there was so much exposition of like how <laughs> yeah. how the world worked. Like yeah. I was yeah. so distracted with like, wait, what? How does this really? Like, and if I'm a grown adult and I don't get it, how are the kids? Getting? So that's where my <laughs> brain was like spiraling uh-huh. down. Yeah. But uh, I loved the one 
the loop de doo or whatever his name was. Bing bong. Bing bong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> AKA loop de doo. <laughs> I should maybe note that I haven't seen Inside Out yet. Yeah. So, so we, uh, won't, we won't go any further than that. Well, yeah. yeah so, yeah. well, if you choose Inside, if you were to choose Inside Out as your original screenplay, I would feel like you guys are just ganging up on me. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. <laughs> now, okay. A note about Straight Out of Compton. I did watch it, and it's not a bad movie, but. I feel like these films about our heroes that learn nothing, like there's no character arc for these people except for death. Mm-hmm. So it's, I don't know, I, I can't get behind movies like that that are oh, just really? like, you, you're talking about this, like getting an education and like the struggle and everything, but then you find success and you're still a piece of shit at the end of it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, I, I just, I don't get it. Yeah. But um, that's the only thing I had to th- about Straight Outta Compton. Spotlight though, a note about Spotlight, that movie actually made me cry. Like, I yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was so shaken by that movie. Like, I left the theater, and I called Laney, and I was just like, oh, so, <laughs> that, that was a really good movie. Yeah, like, it just, like, it, it was one of those, very rarely do I have emotional reactions to movies yeah, yeah, yeah. at yeah. this point. But, like, that movie, the, the subject matter of, like, you know, these people that represent your faith, which... For me, I feel like your faith is your worldview, and that's the foundation of your reality. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so when you when you screw with that, like you're destroying people's lives in a way that is you know hard to match. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why that's why like when I left the movie, it was just like it was it just shook my worldview. Yeah. Which that's a powerful yeah, yeah, yeah. movie if they can do yeah, that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and I I wanted to give it to Spotlight. I feel because I you know as I said, it's such a perfectly timed film, and like this is such a thing or this is a situation, and the whole you know abuse in the Catholic Church and everything is something that mm-hmm. was so huge in the news when it first came out, and it just yeah. hasn't really been. I feel like it's in the fizzled. News. Yeah, it's fizzled. The it's not talked about near as much as it should be. Mm, yeah, because it's still happening. Like it's still a thing that yeah. gets discovered in different places. Yeah, and uh, I feel like Spotlight is so great in sort of showing the work that went into this, mm-hmm, and absolutely. then like the the op- the beginning of the credits in Spotlight was yeah one of the most powerful parts of the film for me where it just said, you know, similar scandals have been uncovered in this place. And then they just have four just, title cards that are God. packed to the uh, brim. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, well, it's like why four you're just rows like, of 20. Like it just, it, oh, I mean, it just, it makes you angry, first of all. Yeah. Yeah. But then the, like the thought that keeps going through your head is like, how the hell yeah. have we allowed, how is this institutionalized? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah that's my review (laughs) okay so um ultimate boat james spotlight jacob i'm gonna say inside out i'm spotlight i'm i'm spotlight all the way like i almost made that decision as soon as i left the theater i was like that's it (laughs) it's gotta please for the love of god let that win Yeah. yeah so adapted screenplay is the next category and the nominees are the big short ooh, brooklyn Carol, The Martian, and Room. James? I There's not one of these movies that I didn't absolutely adore. Uh, so good. Yeah, no. Uh, gosh, I, I think my favorite, one of my favorite films that was nominated for anything was The Big Short. Uh, 
and I, I, I almost don't want to say Big Short because yeah, I almost don't want to make that my pick because it's right. my pick for so many other things. Right. Well, for <laughs> for adapted screenplay yeah. though. Oh yeah, why? adapted adapted screenplay. I would say, I feel like The Martian was such a great adaptation. I feel like it mm. captured the essence of the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, I should also note that The Martian is the only one of the novels that I've read that these screenplays are based mm. off of. Oh okay. So as screenplays, they're all great. I feel yeah. like. Uh, you know, I feel like uh, I was having a discussion with someone recently and uh, that I agreed with them uh, that The Room has sort of an issue of it's almost two different movies. Yeah. You know, yeah, there's I sort agree. of a very definite change that happens in the center of the film mm-hmm. that sort of splits almost it. Almost smack in the middle of the movie. Oh, too. yeah, like yeah. I was even looking at the time code and I was like, that's literally dead center of the movie. Like it <laughs> yeah. Shifts. Yeah, and... Uh, so you know, I would say that it's good that that it's good that that's a nod. Carol, I think, is another story that's you know another one of the stories that's really good and mm-hmm. really you know important to tell. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I don't. I honestly, I can't judge it as an adaptation if we're talking about adaptations because I simply haven't read the source sure. material. But and Martian. That's a good point. <laughs> we should have added that to our homework to read the novels too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it turns into like a year-long project. <laughs> Ready for the next Oscars. Yeah. Though I did get into The Martian and fantastic adaptation. I would not I be upset in the slightest if it yeah. won. I That's I my choice for it. Book. Jacob, what do you think? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, similar as the other categories. Like, I think all these movies are great and they're all great in their own ways. Um, I... I think I would have to, for, for my choice... Yeah, I haven't read in any of the books. Um, but for... I think I would go with Room um, just because, like, I thought they... Because you guys pointed out, like, it feels like almost like two movies. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I feel like they handle it so well that... That's, yeah, that yeah. Just, that's just, really true. It just carries you along with it, and it didn't it didn't bother me. Like, you d- it's definitely kind of a little bit of a, a shift, but you're not... Mm-hmm. It, it didn't take me out of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because I didn't want to... I wanted to stay with these characters and yeah. see yeah. like, what, what continued to happen. Um, and then I just remember... Uh, uh, like the scene. Like, uh, how spoilery can we get on this? Should we? Uh, I mean, spoilers? like at this point, yeah, spoil away. Okay, so mm-hmm. whenever the kids in the back of the truck, um, yeah, oh yeah, that oh, scene. Geez. I was literally, oh, I was literally shaking in the oh, theater. Yeah. Like I was just like, even though like, yeah, ugh, it was just, just ugh, it was just so, the, so intense. Just, like, God, just the amount of emotion that went into that movie. Yeah, was just, and the build up wow. to that moment. Like, oh yeah, it's not just throwing a kid in the back of the truck. It's like this yeah. whole. Long yeah. montage build up building up to that yeah. moment. The whole half of the movie is building up to that moment, basically. And so it was just the, and a lot of that goes into the screenplay and just yeah. like just how they set everything up and how they paid it off and just yeah. Ugh, like I said, I was literally shaking in the theater. So uh, so for me, it's 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 gonna go to room. Uh, um, and then um, I wouldn't be surprised if Martian gets yeah. it just because it's gotten because it won like the golden globe yeah yeah uh and then it's gotten some other for best uh, comedy funny enough yeah <laughs> i know i did not agree with that at all it is a funny movie it's though. funny yeah. but it's not uh, like that's yeah. not it's but yeah exactly you know bread and brother um, bread and brother <laughs> <laughs> um i thought maybe some of the best dialogue of the year was in brooklyn um i thought that was just like like it was witty it was funny 
the pacing was so great. Like that was a movie that going into yeah. it, I didn't yeah. really think I would enjoy that much, yeah. and I ended up loving it by the end of it. That movie won my um, vote for best accents. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Irish <laughs> accent, <laughs> romance in each other. Domhnall Gleeson's had such a great year, hasn't oh my he? God, Holy yeah. crap, man! Like, yeah, uh, Brooklyn. Uh, funny enough, Brooklyn. In the middle of it, I just like was like I had to look him up That's yeah. uh, and see, wow, every single movie that Domhnall Gleeson's been in this year is nominated for Oscars. <laughs> yeah, like, holy crap. And like, he's Freaking. so versatile. Like, yeah. he's oh, like yeah. a different, he's totally a majorly different. different character every yeah. time. Like, it's crazy. Also, uh, points for Brooklyn. Uh, I don't know how I missed this, uh, but in the middle of Brooklyn, I turned to my wife and I was like, hey, did you realize that Domhnall Gleeson is Brendan Gleeson's son? <laughs> My wife just turned to me, yes, of course I did. How did you not? <laughs> it just dawned on me. <laughs> no, it took movie, me forever to realize he was a Weasley. Together, oh, really? Um, called, oh, what was it called? Like Calvary or something like that? Okay. They, Do don't, they... Play, they don't play father and son, but hmm. they act huh. together. Yeah, it's interesting. Really yeah. So for me, um, okay, The Big Short is an amazing movie for so many different reasons and it definitely wins my vote on a couple different categories yeah for adapted screenplay however it does not and here's why when when we were watching the movie when we when you leave the theater not knowing who won because you couldn't follow any of the jargon like i just i saw what they were trying to do and the story itself was great but like the dialogue just just lost me Mm mm-hmm like I, I felt, I felt like I was just like this mindless drone, incapable of knowledge. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I don't understand. Uh-huh. Like me and Lainey, we came up with the the illustration of like we felt like the family dog sitting at the you know sitting next to the dinner table uh-huh. trying to follow a conversation, having to go off of facial cues. Uh-huh. Oh, something good happened. Okay, something bad happened. Uh-huh. We think something. We don't. We don't know. Steve but, Carella's um, frowny now. Yeah, he's yeah. angry. <laughs> so and Brooklyn was a beautiful beautiful movie but like i think i feel like i should have watched that movie with laney by my side because it's a romance and uh and i was just watching it by myself in my garage like a psychopath (laughs) 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 just drinking beer like (laughs) manliness (laughs) and um so uh and carol i have not seen the martian the martian wins my vote because of the amount of science that goes into it like there is just so much I felt I felt like it, I was watching what could possibly be a true story, just because of how much mm-hmm. I, yeah. it was obvious how much research they did. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and it's it's sort of just the opposite of your issues with The Big Short, because your issues with The Big Short was they had these big complex things that they were explaining, and you felt like a dog at the dinner table. <laughs> yeah. Whereas The Martian has like huge science or like really complex science concepts yeah. that yeah. they boil down into you know a child could understand yeah. this yeah. and that's the thing i think it was just the devices that they were using to explain these complex situations in the big short they used margot robbie in a bathtub but she's still just verbally telling you and she's in a bathtub so that's what you're paying attention to you're not paying attention <laughs> to what she's saying you're like oh that's margot robbie in a bathtub <laughs> And like, and that was the great thing to the Martians' benefit was like, you're right. It's very, very similar of explaining these complex situations, but they dumbed it down in such a way. Like whenever, you know, Donald Glover is explaining the strategy of, you know, whipping around the earth and we're yeah. going to mm-hmm. speed up and, you know, like he, he's, the way that they did it, they showed, they did not tell. Yeah. And so that was why I was able to follow it. And yeah, I just think the story was more interesting and more 
stronger, more stronger, more stronger. <laughs> Brian's a writer. <laughs> more stronger. Uh, but I do. I just. Uh, I love the big short, but I did feel just like an idiot by the time I. But uh, which is actually somebody mentioned that that was kind of the point that they were making was that yeah you know that's the reason why they have all these big words and this crazy jargon yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's just a spider web of convoluted you know cluster yeah. cuss yeah yeah it's exactly. like it's to confuse you so for that I counter myself of like I get why they were trying to do it but anyway so my vote <laughs> very long winded <laughs> um, way of getting to my vote for best adapted screenplay goes to The Martian. James, what do you think? I'm with you on the Martian. Jacob, um, I'm I'm pulling for Room. I want Room to win. Yeah, but I think I have a feeling Martian will win. Yeah, yeah. I Room is a very close second for me, just because yeah. yeah. like I it was it's kind of funny. I actually liked how it was like almost divided down the mm-hmm. middle. Yeah, because I, I do like screenplays that are that don't follow the three act. Yeah, yeah you know yeah. formula. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, kind of like um, Garden State, that kind of like I love movies like that. They're, they're, mm-hmm. They just break the mold. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, and I, I, I'm not saying I didn't like the script room. I thought it was fantastic. I really, really enjoyed it. It was one of the one of the few fictional films this year that made me cry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, a couple of the documentaries got me, but Room, Room got me hard. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. God. Oh man, the uh, especially when the, they go back to visit the the room. Oh man, man, what got me was uh, whenever the little boy asked for a haircut. Mm, yeah, oh yeah, man, yeah, yeah. I feel like every single time we're recording an episode, some crime is happening outside. <laughs> There's a high speed chase in every one of these episodes. <laughs> Anywho, sorry, move on to the next category. Um, J- or Jacob, you said the room. Yeah. Okay. Uh, visual effects. James, why don't you read those nominees? Okay. The nominees for visual effects are Ex Machina, Mad Max Fury Road, The Martian, The Revenant, and Star Wars The Force Awakens. Yes. That's what um, I think. Yeah, so for my, my, my judgment for this category is uh, just to preface that, I feel like visual effects is one of those categories that uh, what should win is something that pushes the medium forward. Mm, that's uh, a great point. Yeah. That's why not just to be visual, like look at this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. You know, that's why I wouldn't want to go for something like Star Wars because mm. as great as Star Wars looked, everything was fantastic in it. I feel like they're using the tools that are there. Like they've, we already know what the laser blasters look like. We know what the lightsabers sure, look it's like. An and, established world. And, yeah, yeah. I mean, and everything's great. You know, it all it's fantastic. But I, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't give this one to Star Wars. Revenant, I thought, was another one that was really well done. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I, I'm i going to sort of build on Jacob's point from earlier. It, maybe The Revenant isn't one that shouldn't that should be nominated for visual effects <laughs> with the timber or with how its story is. Uh-huh. True, yeah. You know, uh, Martian, I thought, was great. Mad Max Fury Road was great. Uh, but my ultimate choice for visual effects is Ex Machina. God, I, I feel see like that, stu- that that stupid movie. I've got to uh, see that stupid movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's great! It's awesome. really great. Yeah. It's on. It's streaming on Amazon Prime. Is it really on Amazon Prime now? <laughs> um, it's streaming on Amazon Netflix Prime. Instant, you can watch it when you want. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's really fantastic. I feel like uh, Ex Machina 
did things that haven't been done before. Mm. Yeah. Like it it was so just so fantastic and so subtle. Yeah. There was so much subtlety to the effects in Ex Machina. Like there were numerous things where you could, you know, obviously this is a this is a robot. Like this is yeah. obviously a robot. It's got glass skin. You can see all the gears turning and stuff. Yeah, right. But it doesn't look like a robot that was made in a computer. It right. looks like yeah. a real physical presence there. Yeah. Yeah. Which is so funny because I watched Avatar again, and I was, you know, that was the groundbreaking oh, yeah. motion yeah, yeah, capture yeah, thing. And I'm watching, just like it looks like a video game. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, I, and I've seen the trailer for Ex Machina, so I know what you're talking about with oh the, yeah, with the visual effects of the robot and stuff. I'm just like, wow. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm with I'm with James 100% on that one. Um, the effects in that movie are just, like you said, like it just you don't even you almost forget that there are effects because there's yeah. just this this per- robot person standing there. Yeah, and yeah. It just it's so seamless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That uh, um, and just so whenever they like pull the skin off and stuff like that. Like, oh it's just, yeah. Oh, it's so great. And, like, oh and, yeah. And, and it's just oh man. And then like her head. And then, oh. like, it's just insane. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. And, it, it, oh, man. Yeah. I can go on and on. It's just it's like the movie, I love the whole movie the, is great. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and, and, the, but the visual effects, especially, just the, they yeah. really, they sell it. Um, that's such, yeah. And that's yeah. such a great note because I feel like, I mean, and this is just my opinion as a sound guy. So my opinion is mm-hmm. only so valid. But, uh, I feel like visual effects are similar to sound in that, you know, if you notice them, mm-hmm. you're not doing it right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, like yeah. with sound design, if you notice the sound design, like if, if you can hear the individual yeah, yeah, yeah. things and like yeah. if it's noticeable, you're not doing it right. Like yeah, it, yeah. it's, it's the visual immersion just as much as sound is the audible immersion. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That goes kind of with what we were saying with Revenant and cinematography and stuff like right. that. It's part of it is it's all about immersing yeah. the audience into the movie. Well, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna counter you just a little bit on that because actually I'll wait till the discussion so you can. No, no, no. Let's let's dive right into it. Actually, we, uh, we might as well just go just just get yeah, the individual yeah. just go straight into yeah, discussion because yeah, yeah. Uh, well, so as far as the uh, you know visual effects comparison to sound design i feel like there's a good thing to do with either of those because like uh sound design yes you're not supposed to notice it but in something like in something like safe from todd haynes Mm. the sound design there are a lot of scenes where it's purposefully overdone and the sound design is purposefully increased so that you hear every single tiny little noise that's going on around this main character and it really increases attention i feel like mad max fury road was the visual effects equivalent of that because the visual effects are all there to set the mood like so much was done practically that whenever they do use visual effects it's specifically like there's the the effects are so emotive throughout the film yeah uh that you know it's sort of in a different class it's not trying to do the same thing as ex machina or martian or revenant or something Uh, yeah because that's true i mean like i feel like mad max and star wars are similar in that it is kind of it's a visual spectacle so Mm -hmm. you know for those absolutely yeah and honestly like i i give star wars my vote because i'm a better fan than you guys (laughs) no no i mean honestly by your shirt yes i am wearing my star wars shirt no, I, I give Star Wars my vote simply because of the the marriage of practical effects with visual effects, which Mad Max did as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah but absolutely. I felt like it was such a priority for the fans. I, I don't know. What do you think? 
I don't know, something like that. Like as great as the effects were in Star Wars, there were, you know, it's just like just like with the cinematography in The Revenant. When I was sitting in the theater watching Star Wars, there were times like during during their cantina scene mm-hmm. uh, with the lady with the bug-eyed glasses. Yeah, I, you know, I kept thinking you, she'd get a close up, and I go, "Man, that's a really great visual effect." Mm-hmm. Ah, that's true. Yeah, you yeah, know, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> <laughs> now we're all inside our own heads. Yeah. Like, mm, I know. I, <laughs> yeah. It kills me that I haven't seen Ex Machina because, like, I—that's probably why Star Wars does get my vote because I haven't seen that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm voting Star Wars, and you two, Ex Machina. Ex Machina. All right. Okay, so we're gonna move on to production design. The categories are Bridge of Spies, The Danish Girl, Mad Max Fury Road, The Martian, and Revenant. Let's just do open discussion. What do you think? Okay. Um, I I adored the production design in Bridge of Spies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also I'm a sucker for Cold War stuff. <sighs> so you true. know, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, and like the more pure Cold War, the better. I mean, my favorite, <laughs> my absolute favorite Bond mil- film is From Russia with Love. Yeah, you know, stuff like that, and I. And Bridge of Spies, I absolutely love too. I feel like Bridge of Spies is the best thing Spielberg's done since Munich or Catch Me If You Can. Ooh. Yeah, that's true. Like I absolutely that's what adore it. Was. it. That's what. It, that's why I felt like I'd seen the movie before, is because Catch Me If You Can. Yeah, Tom that Hanks was a very similar character. Yeah, not similar accents, but <laughs> <laughs> I felt like with production design, with production design, this is how I always kind of view it. Um, there's world reproduction and then there's world building. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And so for me, Mad Max wins because like that is a 100% original world that they built, you know, they, on, they, on top of a franchise that was already there. Yeah. But I mean like still just what they yeah, did yeah, with yeah. that, like yeah. Yeah, all original, you know, it's, it's a, it's a reality that's not necessarily established. So it's all an original thought. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. And so like, <clears throat> and that's why Danish girl, you know, um, bridge of spies, even the Martian doesn't really get my vote for production design. Mm-hmm. And and honestly, The Revenant, who is the production designer? God? <laughs> 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 like, I mean, I'm sure someone worked really hard. Yeah. Yeah, really Brian. <laughs> and, and now they're shedding a tear because you don't appreciate their work. So they did. They You were completely immersed that you didn't realize there was production design in The Revenant. Yeah, yeah. there you go. There you go. <laughs> That's the first. Whenever I read that, I was like, "What? Mm-hmm. Like they're out? It's all they're in the woods. <laughs> Would they grow the trees?" What do you think, Jacob? I think. Uh, I think. Yeah. I mean, I, I, for similar reasons, I got to go with Mad Max Fury Road as my choice. Um, I think it just. Uh, it just it just seemed like at every turn there was something new and something yeah. interesting yeah. and mm-hmm. something uh, creative and innovative and just. Um, and, and like I said, like you just, you believed the world, like you just yeah. felt yeah. like you, it almost felt like they just, as absurd as it like was, the where they just brought it. a camera there and pointed it at it. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like it just felt like, and, and just everything felt lived in, like mm-hmm. the, from their mm-hmm. clothing, from their, like nothing was too shiny and perfect. Yeah. Everything yeah. looked like it had come from that world and it just, um, yeah, no, it was just, it just fantastic so um yeah it, it gets it's got my vote i think i, I get like all the others are v- v- admirable i don't 
have any real arguments yeah, against yeah. him. I feel um, like that's the situation with almost all of these. Yeah. Like, there's not yeah. there's not necessarily a bad one. Yeah. Just one really stands out. Yeah. Well, yeah, and, and that's the thing. I, I, I mentioned Bridge of Spies, but I actually have marked here that my vote is for Mad Max. <laughs> <laughs> Flip-flopper. Um, <laughs> no, I, 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 I was at that point just going yeah. around basic discussion of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, uh, I feel like The Martian is another one that's really great. God, like, I know. I absolutely love the production design on Martian because mm-hmm. it's got that... Like it manages to have the feeling, you know. It's it's another one where it it feels like they shot it on Mars almost. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, like yeah. everything well, is done like so it's well. It's a world that exists, and I mean, like, I mean, in a way, it, it is. But we don't have a space station on Mars with all this technology. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. we don't have ships that have the rotors on them so that they yeah. actually have you know artificial gravity and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. it's I just bah, yeah. It's a yeah yeah it's hard yeah it's yeah. hard, <laughs> but I think yeah, Mad Max just Mad stands Max. out for all the reasons really that have been does. pointed out. Yeah, you know Mad Max just is head and shoulders above the rest of them, and that it's every single thing. Yeah. yeah, like Bridge of Spies. As much as I loved it, I felt like there were certain exterior shots that were looked a little bit like a set or like you know, as he's going by on the train and looking at the people trying to get over the mm-hmm. newly built Berlin Wall, mm-hmm. there's stuff that looks CG. Right. Uh, and, uh, but Mad Max, you know, even whenever you see the you know visual effects, it's there to be emotive. Right. Like, yeah. and it's there, just everything there. And it's something that is new. Yeah. Like, all, everything in there feels new. Yeah. So we're going to move on to the next category, which is original score. Ah, this is a tough one for me. Mm. Jacob, why don't you read those nominees? Nominees for original score are Bridge of Spies, Carol, The Hateful Eight, Sicario, and The Star Wars, The Force Awakens. What do you think? It's tough. Yeah, no, yeah, it all is. All these are so tough. freaking hard. I, I'm going with Hateful Eight. Yeah, me too. I, um, I agree. Yeah. Like, it... That score was so. I mean, Morricone. Yeah, yeah, Morricone yeah. is fantastic, you, and he's never he's never won an Oscar. I don't think he got an honorary Oscar. I think, but I yeah, I, I think won. you're right about that. Um, but God, yeah, no, so he's good. just so great and just like oh, perfect, yeah. uh, perfect blend of like visual and the music. And yeah, just every like it was just just a great great score, and just I love the overture and. Yeah. 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 Well, and like, uh, and like. The same thing with why I wanted Hate Blade for best cinematography. Mm-hmm. The story behind it mm-hmm. is so great. Like uh, Morricone initially, like he did all these amazing spaghetti western scores back in the day. Yeah, yeah. And Tarantino has used Morricone's score in different things. He used. Yeah. I know he used it in uh, Inglorious Bastards. I'm pretty sure he used some in Kill Bill and Django Unchained. But uh, like he approached Morricone to do original score for Hateful Eight, and Morricone just said no, flat out. He doesn't <laughs> like he just said I don't do Western scores anymore. That's uh, a huh. completely different part of my life. Yeah. And Tarantino, uh, I don't know exactly the story, but from what I heard, he convinced him at one point or another to come back and do it. And I feel like it's just as classic a score as. You know, yeah. his old spaghetti westerns, yeah. you know, Once yeah. Upon a Time in the West or yeah, yeah, yeah. Fistful of Dollars. Yeah, Maybe yeah. not as iconic as Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, of but course. it's it's it's, it's in the ballpark. There, it's yeah, in the I mean, ballpark. Like, I woke up one morning with it in my head. Like, that's what woke yeah. me yeah, up. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. Mm, yes. yes. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And, like, it was a good because it was one of those 
themes that I don't think we get as much anymore. We're like, it's kind of a memorable theme, but it's not so over the top that it like distracts you from the movie. Sure. Yeah. Like later on you realize you're humming the theme and you didn't, you didn't necessarily realize you'd heard the theme before, you know, it's kind of, it sneaks up on you. And, um, and another thing, interesting thing about it is I've heard, I read that some of it is either based on, or it is like old, uh, because he did the score for John Carpenter's The Thing. Oh yeah, yeah, some yeah. Of, it's I think they used some of his like unused that. music from The Thing. I think oh. they actually used some oh, of yeah. his used music from it as well, if oh, I remember really? correct. Yeah, oh, because I remember reading reviews and things about how uh, Tarantino used music from The Thing in specific things. Because oh, nice. I mean, the the whole movie could be, you know, you could make an argument for the entirety of the Hateful Eight being based around the scene from the thing yeah. where they're all they have the vials of blood exactly. lined up and yeah. who yeah. is the bad guy yeah. here yeah. yeah it's great yeah Bridge of Spies got the, the score got me choked up yeah. oh yeah it was and great. Sicario mm-hmm. was it was almost like a Zimmer score I felt like who hasn't seen Sicario you haven't seen Sicario um yeah it just kind of reminded me of a, of a Hans Zimmer score from like Black Hawk Down mm-hmm. but and then Star Wars I felt was I mean it was John Williams doing a Star Wars yeah, score. Yeah, classic. So it's just kind of yeah. like... Mm, I mean, okay. it's, it's great, but it's Star Wars. It's yeah. it's this, you know, the Imperial March, the Star Wars theme. It's, you know, everybody has it. It's one of the only... It's the only score on here that is already someone's cell phone ringtone. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. I think this is the one category that it's like, everybody's just like, eh, hate blade. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. It, it, it obviously go. wins. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna move on to the next category, and we're actually gonna we're gonna skip some of the um, the less popular ones, the movies that people more than likely have not seen. So we're gonna skip foreign language film. Well, just real quick, uh, one of the reasons we're skipping foreign language film and stuff like that is because we also haven't seen them. Uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> although a war looks effing amazing. A war is effing amazing. I that's <laughs> the only foreign language film I got to see this year. It is really 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 good. Dang. It is it's one of those that it's great all the way through and then the ending absolutely cinched it and mm. oh, it's so good. Yeah. Do you ever feel like sometimes that maybe the foreign language films should be in the best picture race as well? Oh yeah. Like well, it, I mean maybe... occasionally they are. Like yeah. Amor was a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I think Oh wait, and the, and the, the silent movie. <laughs> Yeah, 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 the yeah. artist, which I, isn't a foreign language film, but I, yeah. I believe I believe that there were some really famous foreign language fi- winners like way in the past. I'm pretty sure Umberto D won okay. best feature, uh, and maybe La Dolce Vita. I don't. I think it was nominated. I don't think yeah, it won. Sure. I need to brush up on my Oscars history. Yeah. So we're gonna move on to film editing, which all of us do. We all edit stuff. It's true. Yeah, I'm more of like a cutter than I am a color grader and all that kind of, of stuff. Course, but, yeah. yeah, but yeah. So, uh, James, why don't you read off the nominees? Yeah. Uh, the nominees for Best Film Editing are The Big Short, Mad Max Fury Road, The Revenant, Spotlight, and Star Wars The Force Awakens. I feel like this is one of those really tough categories. Yeah. Do you think Star Wars should win it for the sheer fact that they were able to cut, like, large sequences from A New Hope and put them into this movie uh, with different that's actors. The, that's the one that... Spot, Star Wars is, is out for me. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. Just, it's not even a realistic contender. Yeah. Um, just because, like, I, these other ones, like The Big Short, Mad Max especially, mm-hmm. and uh, and I guess 
Revenant. No, Revenant, I feel like Revenant had really great editing. Yeah. I don't know if it was, you know, perfect for that story, but I feel like if we're judging it based solely on editing, yeah. the mm-hmm. Revenant had really great editing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But why? How so? Because uh, there, there are never... those big, long takes and stuff. Well, the thing is, even with the, whether it was big, long takes or whether they were cutting quick, I was never bored. Like, even if I oh, wasn't... Oh, man, I was. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I just feel like I never, like, it was never the editing that, you know, I, the editing never distracted me or, mm. you know, I feel like the pacing was done well. Mm. Yeah, as far I, as would, I'm concerned. I would agree with that. Yeah. I feel like for me that the two, and you guys can fight me on these if you want. Well, first of all, I agree with Brett. Like, I feel like the editing in Star Wars just was really, especially the first time I watched it, I just thought the pacing was just like weird. Like yeah. I, I had a really, really, really hard time getting into the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, That's JJ Abrams too. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was just and really then, fast. Um, I kind of feel like um, the big short was, I felt similar things through a lot of that. Like the editing, the pacing was just like, just odd. Um, there was some stylistic stuff about the big short though, that I thought was really, really creative the way that yeah. they did that. Of course. Yeah. 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 I think stylistically, I think the idea was I, there. I just felt like the pacing of the overall movie was just like, it just, I couldn't, there just wasn't a lot of you felt like the family dog (laughs) i actually i actually felt like that worked for the big short i i felt like it was sort of you know you're trying to keep up with the feeling and the pace of the film just like you're trying to keep up with the actual content yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, i i actually i mean i mean i i totally understand your point of view on it i just for me that worked yeah i think it, it also felt like and this is something probably me coming from the camera world like i don't like when movies feel like they just shot with a, like five cameras and then just cut it together and try mm. to figure something out. And that right. definitely feels like they just shot the with big like short. Camera. Yeah. I can, yeah, I can like, tell. Yeah. It doesn't totally feel like that. there was a lot of thought into, I feel like the focus the puller was drunk half that movie. Yeah. Who <laughs> <laughs> yeah. was like distracted. I kept thinking like, who is the second AC on this movie? Um, Whereas the focus puller on Fury Road had to be on amphetamines or something. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. 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 I guess it's a first AC that pulls focus. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, first. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, but my vote definitely goes for Mad Max Fury Road because yeah. it like the pacing of that movie yeah like it's it that's a movie that I should have gotten bored of um, oh absolutely just because it's you know technically it's just a ninety minute car chase yeah totally but, like just everything added up in that movie oh yeah and you just wow, like just you're like, just in for the ride like, yeah you yeah just literally hey. yeah and the editing helps like the editing builds it and it starts yeah. off like it starts off really small and then yeah. like as the scope of the story increases you're you feel just keeps pulled in bigger. and it gets more exciting and it never cuts out until the yeah, end. Yeah. Yeah. And like it cuts out with just the big relief and everything is great. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And like there's, it's so satisfying and the editing definitely is a big part yeah. of that. And the way it sets up like geography, like, cause it's fast, but you still, you know, what's you're you oriented what's going the entire on time. Yeah. You yeah. Know where people are, you yeah. understand the stakes. Like, yeah. Ugh, the the yeah. one thing I would say against Mad Max is yeah. they had a lot of instances of uh, the footage being sped up mm, that when it wasn't. Did bother me. Yeah. Like, and, <laughs> and I totally I totally understand it when it's a stylistic thing. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, like Requiem for a Dream does that a lot. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. Specific, they even do time lapse stuff in that. But like, I feel like Mad Max, it was it was sort of a stylistic thing. I mean, that's sort of a convention of exploitation films, yeah, but. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like it, it was distracting to me because I would, you know, be watching it and I would, oh, wow, that was sped up. And then back into the movie immediately. Oh, I mean, okay, it's, yeah, yeah. it's not a, it's not like it that, yeah. pulled me out totally, but it's just, oh, that's okay. 
It was it yeah. like annoyed me. It was like manic because it was always whenever the the dudes in like the white paint were chasing after him and like war boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. That's actually the first Mad Max movie I've ever seen. <laughs> I'm a terrible oh, really? cinephile. Yeah, watch one, two, Fury Road. Yeah, like not yeah. the Thunderdome. That's a different <laughs> podcast. That is <laughs> the whole episode yeah. on that. Don't get me started on Thunderdome. Yeah. There's a very special James talks about. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's it's just you. Yeah. It's a special Loki show show featuring James Ray. It's just him. And just I'm taking a day off. <laughs> yeah. Dude, are you are you willing to put out a four hour podcast? <laughs> No, for me, like I, in in the first scene, ironically, when the war boys were chasing after him mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. he's escaping, like that scene, yeah. the the stuff that is happening and the, the way that they cut it together, yeah, mm-hmm. and like he's having the flashbacks and yeah, stuff. Yeah, like yeah. It, it, within that first scene, I was like, this this is it. Like this is the best edited thing I've seen <laughs> yeah. so far. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah, I I definitely vote Mad Max, James. Oh man, this is tough because I felt like Spotlight was one of those where, you know, because editing is one of those categories that needs to be invisible. Right. And I feel like Spotlight Mm. is one of the only ones in this where I didn't think about the editing while I was watching it. That is true. Like, I am you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, you know, I think I'm going to have to give it to Spotlight with Mad Max and Revenant tying for second. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Good for Mm. you, man. Good for you. And then Jacob? I'm going to stick with. Mad Max, but I, I do. Like That's such that a great point, point yeah. that you make. <laughs> like, it, I think. Yeah, you may have just changed all of our minds. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we're moving on to the next category, which I'm all about: sound editing. And the nominees are. Are you sure we shouldn't just skip this category? I feel yeah, like nobody no really cares about it. Sound. Oh, <laughs> hold for sound. Yeah. So the nominees are Mad Max Fury Road, Sicario, Star Wars The Force Awakens, The Martian, and The Revenant. And honest to God, I wish that The Hateful Eight would have been in this category too. Mm, yeah. Because that was the main thing about that movie for me that stood out. I honestly didn't really care for it for my own personal reasons. I'm not a big Tarantino fan. But the sound design in that movie was just so good. You just lost like half the listeners <laughs> with that mumble. <laughs> and we're tuning out. <laughs> so... Um, so, Mad Max Fury Road, Sicario, Star Wars, The Martian, and The Revenants. Jacob, go. Um, I think I'm gonna. I, I think I'm gonna go with Mad Max. Um, I don't really like. I feel like all of these are great. Mm-hmm. Um, it's yeah. So, I think I think I'm mostly just going with Mad Max because it's the the movie I loved the most out of all these. Yeah. Um, I don't really have a strong reason because um, yeah. I think the, the sound uh, in, in all those movies is great. Um, I think like action movies, especially like Mad Max and stuff like that are really, really difficult. Um, mm-hmm. Well, especially and, when you got all those cars and yeah, yeah, I mean, like exactly. there's no way that they, well, and here's my note about Mad Max is that uh, I could also call that movie ADR, like the whole movie. Was oh ADR. yeah, I mean they shot it on car, on like real cars speeding through the desert. Right, and, you know, right. when you're on a truck that has no windows, you're not going to be able to get you know the quiet talking dialogue. Yeah, which yeah, is yeah. something that I saw pointed out in reviews as being a little bit distracting because the just the engine noise is toned down so much in those the scenes. The voices were. St- I mean, and like the everyone's reason why talking I point quietly. That out, yeah, yeah, like yeah. ADR, if you first of all if you notice ADR like it'll pull you out faster than anything yeah and I think that's why Mad Max does not get my vote because when we're talking about sound editing yeah 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 you know, if you're notice, ADR is pure sound editing yeah absolutely like you're recording it in studio you're mixing it you know you're pushing it into the mix Mm -hmm. and so if it's not 
you know, blending with everything, if you're noticing the ADR, mm-hmm. that's not really that great a sound. Editing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now the yeah. sound design, which is totally, uh, that's all the sound effects and all the, you know, everything. Yeah, yeah. Holy yeah. balls. Yeah. I, I don't think the Academy knows the difference. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, I, know. I was actually design. looking through, I was yeah. like, is there a sound design category? Because that's no, two different things. Yeah. No, yeah, that's one of those, Usually. that's one of those things you don't really notice unless you work in sound. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like maybe Usually. that was part of, like, I will give it the benefit of the doubt and like, I'm a sound guy, so I'm going to notice ADR, yeah. you know, before yeah. anybody else. Absolutely. I didn't notice any of the ADR in any of these, which I'm sure there was copious amounts of ADR yeah. in all of them. Oh, in the Revenant? Holy crap. Like, that, well, and I just watched it last night and, yeah. you know, counter to Mad Max, like, there is no way that they did not ADR at least, you know, at least 50% of that movie. Yeah, More yeah. than likely it was about 75%. Because of like everything that's happening, like he's going into the water and they're big, yeah. long, single takes, mm-hmm. you, know, oh, man, but you know, I didn't notice it. Speaking and of I the watch Revenant, with headphones, uh, you know what, you know what we didn't talk about in visual effects was the bear in the Revenant. Oh, that's oh it was true. so good, right? Let's backtrack for a second and talk just, about that. Just for one second that like that bear, it was one of those things where it like, it's still, you could tell it was visual effects, but it was so good. Like oh. it's the best visual effects. It's yeah. mm-hmm. Everything from like the behavior of the bear to just the look was great. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. It was kind of funny because like whenever he's, whenever the bear is like standing on top of him and like sniffing him, <laughs> I kept thinking like that looks like my basset hound. <laughs> that sounds like my basset. My the basset hound does that. Day. Do I have a bear living in my house? <laughs> they did mocap on your basset hound. Probably. Yeah. Uh, but sorry, back to sound editing. Um, you know, I, I, this is another one of those things. I'm with Jacob on this. I didn't, none, none of it distracted me. Like I, and in all honesty, I, you know, I don't notice a lot of stuff having to do with sound. I'm one of those mm, people that yeah. doesn't, I don't notice how effective the score, or the sound editing is until the second time I watch it. Mm, right. Yeah. I don't notice. When you're actually paying attention. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like I don't, I yeah. don't notice the loop lines of the ADR until the fourth or fifth time I watch it. If I yeah. notice it at all. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think. I think I might give it to uh, to Star Wars just because I'm I'm not giving Skywalker not, sound. Yeah, Skywalker sound. I mean, and also I'm not giving Star Wars any of the other things it was nominated for. <laughs> just give it this sound. one. I, yeah, I mean, <laughs> poor well, Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> well, also I I have a very specific reason for it too because the uh, the blaster shot that was hanging in the air when Kylo uh, Ren freezes yeah. that oh, yeah, the yeah. sound of that was, that was just cool. oh it was great for me I yeah. that scene alone is why I'm giving it to that because I don't really have strong opinions of any yeah. of them at all so I'm giving it t- just about the same way Jacob is yeah and I feel like they were all great but Star Wars that had that one scene that I was like oh I really liked that yeah. sound design I think I with Star Wars was personally disappointed that they changed the lightsaber sound effect. So oh, they did. Oh it's yeah, it's like different yeah. enough. I was like, oh, it just didn't quite have that same like uh, like sound. I don't know. Sure, yeah. Like that's that's a very petty thing, but yeah. like uh, <laughs> well, on that not, note, and this is totally off topic, yeah. but like I love how they gave the lightsabers weight again. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. you know, the, it was like they were had broadswords instead of the freaking katanas that they had in the prequels. Mm-hmm. Well, I would even say rapiers as opposed to katanas because because katanas have a lot more weight. That's true. Sorry. They, you're talking to somebody who watches a <laughs> lot of yeah, nerd a, alert. A lot of samurai films. Just way too many samurai films. This week on Samurai Show Show. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to be, t- t- we're gonna be talking about Lady Snowblood for the fifth week in a row. 
You should start your own podcast and just like, and it's just you ranting about one topic the entire time. There would be quite a few episodes where it's just like, guys, Lady Snowblood is so good. You have to go watch it. Yeah. So Jacob, who gets your vote? Uh, I'm, I'll just go ahead and stick with Mad Max Fury Road. So Mad Max Fury Road for Jacob. James is giving Star Wars. I'm honestly going to give it to The Revenant. Do it. Because, and in my, in, I'm going to defend myself. <laughs> <laughs> no. I feel, like, I feel like Star Wars will win it because it is Skywalker sound and they're the best in the entire universe. But The Revenant, with those long shots, um, just knowing the challenges that a sound guy has to, to deal with in situations like that, like the amount of coordination... Like, even with the boom ops and all that kind of stuff, like, it, yeah. it's very, very admirable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I felt like, did Birdman win for sound editing? I don't honestly know. Because it should have. I don't remember. But, um, but yeah, that's, that's my selfish reasons. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, okay, we're going we're gonna to just touch on animated short really quick. Yeah. Um, because I'm, I'm, I haven't seen all of them. I've seen Bear Story and World of Tomorrow and, like, a small bit of Sanjay's super team. But uh, the rest of them are really hard to find. I was able to go to a screening at the Circle Cinema in Tulsa oh, where I saw bastard. I saw the animated <laughs> shorts, and I was going to see the live-action shorts right after, but there was an issue with the projector, so... Mm. Uh, Boo. Yeah, but the Circle Cinema's great. That's the first time it's ever happened in the 10 years I've been going there, and they gave me free tickets. Like, they gave me two free tickets to make up for it and free mm. popcorn and stuff, so I... Definitely, uh, we'll be going back there to watch the live action shorts and the documentary shorts later this month. Nice. So, just we'll just go straight to who gets your vote. Like based on what you've seen, I'm gonna. I haven't seen. Well, I've seen Sanjay's Super Team, but I'm gonna vote for World of Tomorrow because I love Don Hertzfeld. So I agree. (laughs) I I am also voting for World of Tomorrow. Though I would. I want to give special mention to We Can't Live Without Cosmos Mm. because that was one. That one was. Absolutely fantastic! It's a Russian short film. Mm-hmm. Just if you can, if you get the opportunity to see it ever, just watch it because it's great. It's a yeah. little, it's a great little experience. Uh, but World of Tomorrow, I feel like had the best. Like it had, it was one of the only <coughs> short films that had a real message behind it. Right, like the rest of them were and great, was like and some there serious were serious world building in that. Yeah, there was great world building in it, and like uh, the other ones, everything is a great. Like it's a great idea of an emotion and a great expression of an emotion which is something that short films do really well but a lot of short films don't have a real message behind them like yeah. i feel world of tomorrow does and also if we yeah, can go another freaking high-speed chase <laughs> happening Uh-oh. here yeah uh and also now streaming on netflix watch it today <laughs> it is on netflix it is so let's move on to the next category which is makeup and hairstyling i wish we had tony Marlowe here for this one phone her in Copy that. Okay. Uh, should we skip makeup? Uh, yeah, makeup and hairstyling. Let's just do for a lot of them. Let's just do the votes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So the category or the nominees for this one, James, wanted to read those off? The nominees are Mad Max, Fury Road, the hundred-year-old man who climbed out the window and disappeared, <laughs> and the Revenant. Title. All right. So what do you think? I'm giving it to Mad Max, Fury Road for the I, same reasons I, I gave it sound Agreed. or yeah. whatever else they Mad gave Max, it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, world. Uh, it for me, it always goes back to world building. Yeah. yeah like yeah, yeah. and. Good God, with the amount of people that were in that movie, like the amount of extras, the makeup team had to have been like 20 people. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so we're moving on to, we're going to skip documentary short, 
Um, let's just touch on documentary feature yeah. real quick because I, I honestly haven't seen any of these, but I know James uh, has. Yeah, I got to right, see Winter on Fire and The Look of Silence. Um, the Look of Silence was the sequel to The Act of Killing, which was nominated in 2012. And it's a, Ooh, so yeah, yeah. it's a really great companion piece to that. I would really I recommend watching that. it if you've seen The Act of Killing, especially if you've seen The Act of Killing recently, because mm -hmm. I feel like it builds a lot on the original story. Oh, nice. right. It's one of the first times that I've seen like a sequel to a documentary, and I thought it was absolutely fantastic. Wow. Uh, the it's, Act of Killing, I haven't seen, but I know the subject matter. And oh, yeah. It's, good God, it looks insane. Yeah. Great. Well, and so the thing great. is, The Act of Killing, when you watch it, it's a completely different experience than you're expecting right now. Right. Because like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know the subject matter so you're expecting a certain thing, the experience of watching yeah. it is completely different. Yeah. yeah. Which that's, and documentaries can do that. That's yeah. Yeah. They deserve an Oscar. Uh, I also, I, but personally I think I'm going to give it to winter on fire. I swear I'm not being paid by Netflix. It's, <laughs> is it available on Netflix instant? It actually, it is actually a Netflix, uh, original documentary. Oh, okay. Yeah. That and, uh, what happened Miss Simone are the two that were Netflix original documentaries. Mm. I haven't gotten to see what happened yet, but, Winter on Fire is fantastic. It's about the Ukrainian revolution from last year. Yeah. It, a lot of it was shot like on the ground during the actual revolution. It has really great uh, editing to it. And <laughs> I almost I almost said world building, but it has a really great sense of place within right. the city. A documentary world building. <laughs> yeah. Well, also, one another thing that I like about it is they, they used very modern language. Like, I felt like they were used... I, I almost felt like they were using uh, the cinematic language of the Metal Gear Solid games because yeah. they had like a very video game type intro explaining all the major players in this and the general history oh, cool. behind it. Yeah. I would really, really recommend it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what I, that's what I hope is going to win documentary, but I haven't seen Amy Cartel land or what happened. Right. Okay. On to costume. So design. let's move on to costume design. Uh, Jacob, why don't you read those nominees? Nominees for costume design. Carol, Cinderella, the Danish girl, Mad Max Fury Road and The Revenant. Let's just make this really fast. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Mad, who Max, do you, Mad, Mad Max. Mad Max. Obviously Mad Max. <laughs> like, I, honestly, I'm gonna. I kind of want to give it to the Danish girl. Do it. I I, I think I could see that. Yeah, yeah. I think that's my choice. I felt like all the costumes were really really fitting for all the characters. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. But Mad Max and Revenant both, I feel like, are second place. They tie for second with mm. me. Danish Girl beats it by an inch. Yeah, but I, the, yeah, the, yeah. the Revenant's costume wardrobe, costume wardrobe, is, yeah, yeah, very very cool. Um, so we're gonna let's do animated feature film. The nominees are Animal, uh, blah, 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 Anomalisa, 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 Boy and the World, Inside Out, Shaun the Sheep movie. I love that that is in there. Shaun the Sheep. Uh, and then when Marnie was there, I've only seen Inside Out and a little bit of Anomalisa. Uh, I have only seen Anomalisa and when Marnie was there. <laughs> I, I have only seen Anomalisa and Inside Out. <laughs> <laughs> so we could really tackle this category. Yeah. I mean, my my vote goes to Anomalisa just because of the, I, I loved the I just like stop motion and the and the, the amount of challenges that they had on that movie and Charlie Kaufman and it's Charlie freaking Kaufman yeah. man and yeah. Dan Harmon yeah yeah like produced the thing and I'm I'm a fanboy of Dan Harmon yeah absolutely like, I, I I really liked when Marnie was there but uh you know it was a Studio Ghibli film and I feel like when Marnie was there I went into it expecting something and got exactly what I expected yeah and it was good. Like I enjoyed it. It's fine. Watch it. It's gonna be just what you're expecting it to be. A good movie 
solid animation from yeah. Studio Ghibli. Uh, but I feel like Anomalisa, I went in expecting something great because I'm a huge fan of Charlie Kaufman. I think he's one of the greatest writers working right now. And I went into it expecting a lot and got so much more than I expected. Uh. And I, in all honesty, I'm a little disappointed it's not nominated for Best Picture because I feel right. like it is amazing and i just wish that people would throw as many awards as they can at charlie kaufman and just, dan harman yeah and dan harman yeah no i love dan harman too uh but charlie kaufman man anomalies has got it by a mile for me yeah so let's move on to best support i don't think we got oh, jacob yeah, opinion on him. <laughs> who cares about him yeah, it's okay he's been on the show three times i think I, for me it's like a really really tough choice between anomalisa and inside out because Exactly what you're saying. Like Anomalies, it was just like it was so, it was such a perfect use of animation. Because at yeah. first I was like, get, at first I was excited because I was like, oh cool, like it's like an animated movie that doesn't necessarily need to be animated. That's yeah. Yeah. interesting. But then as it kept going, and then you realize, oh, like once you kind of understand the world and understand what's going on, yeah. you suddenly realize why they went with animation. It would be and, impossible to do it live action. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It'd be a totally different experience. It wouldn't quite work. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was so, so great. Um, and then on the other hand, Inside Out was uh, going back to like this world building theme that we keep talking about, yeah. like this, this idea that it, I felt that you, you complained that you like it was too convoluted for you. But I felt like they, they did a great job of uh, taking what could be convoluted and simplifying it down. For me, it totally worked. Um, and to the point, I think where, I'm like, just they, dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just slow. <laughs> you, you said it, not me. Uh, but, uh, but, oh, man. Uh, but, uh, but yeah. But then, like, but what they did so well is th there is like a lot of dialogue and a lot of explaining, but they they find ways to do it that, that feels natural. But then the last, uh, like, ten minutes of the movie or so is actually there's not really very much dialogue as mm. things start to happen and as as it all comes together, mm -hmm. and it's like almost pure emotion. Uh, and pure uh, that's feeling. a and, brilliant way of putting that. Yeah, and so it's so it was that. so it just it hit me every time. I saw it three times in the theater, and it just it just hit me every single time. All the the beats hit me, um, and then um, yeah, no, it was just it was just I I felt and it was so cool because the stakes are so technically not that high for the characters, sure. and yet it I was way more worried for these characters than I am for. Movies about like aliens destroying the you know right yeah full yeah. Whole, whole five planets at once you know like yeah. that that like I felt way more for this little girl mm -hmm. uh, than I did for a, a lot of other characters with higher stakes for the, the characters in the movie yeah. uh, but they they put they made the stakes there um, and then like I said just like by the end of it you're just bawling um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so. the feelings have feelings exactly <laughs> exactly so yeah so for me it's 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 really a close close call between Anomaly Sun and Inside Out. Like, yeah. it's, they're both they're both great in their own way. Sean the Sheep gets my vote. <laughs> On to directing. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we're going to skip directing because I want, I want directing and best picture to kind of be the last two okay, that we cool. do. So we're going to go to best supporting actress. James, why don't you read those, those nominees? The best supporting actress category nominees are Jennifer Jason Leigh in The Hateful Eight, Rooney Mara in Carol, Rachel McAdams in Spotlight, mm. Alicia Vikander in The Danish Girl, and Kate Winslet in Steve Jobs. So I've not seen Steve Jobs or Carol. You should see both of those because they are to. both great. I want Truth. to. So what do you guys think? Uh, Alicia Vikander gets my vote full oh, stop. absolutely. Yeah, I mean, 
Yeah. I, I feel like yeah. it's. I, I feel like it, I it's. I just congratulate you on agreeing <laughs> with me. It's. I feel like it's almost unfair because it's like when Christoph Waltz won Best Supporting Actor for Django Unchained. She was uh, almost a co-lead. Yeah. But ultimately, Eddie Redmayne was undoubtedly the lead character. I mean, he's the person that the story was about, and she was there to support his story. Yeah. But I feel like she just her character was so amazing, and it was played just perfectly by Vikander. God, yeah. Uh, who the also funny. was played it perfectly in Ex Machina, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Funny thing was, I felt like her story, like her arc, was so much more interesting than Eddie's. <laughs> yeah, I can I mean, see that. I, I mean, I would almost argue that she was was the actual lead of the movie because the really the like you said, like the, really the movie is really more about it's it's kind of about both of them, but it's really kind of a lot yeah. of it is really about her reaction to him. Well, yeah. I feel like um, she is who the audience is going to identify with the yeah, most. Yeah, yeah. Like we it are her when yeah, we're yeah, watching yeah. this yeah. story. Absolutely. And I, like, I mean, I have my issues with, with the movie from the perspective of a married man, but, um, she totally stood out. Yeah. 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 I, so. For me, like it, well, we were talking about like Dom, Dom Donald Gleason mm-hmm. having such a great year. I thought she had a great year as well because oh, yeah. like her character in that versus her character in Ex Machina, so different. Like oh, you yeah. almost couldn't tell that they're the same person. Yeah, it's night and day. I uh, actually didn't realize it was the same. I watched those two cl- <laughs> sort of close together. Yeah, and didn't realize until halfway through what there was like a specific angle that the yeah. camera shot her at that was very similar to Ex Machina. And I was like, yeah. oh, holy crap! That's yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, she's she's so great. I would I want to throw in my hat for Jennifer Jason Leigh in Hateful Eight because I thought yeah. she did fantastic oh, mm, as well. Yeah, um, I think the only reason I didn't say that is because I'm not very familiar with Jennifer Jason's Jason Leigh's. Uh, I I don't know her career all that well. Mm-hmm, yeah. Hateful Eight was the first thing that I you know saw her in that I was like, that's Jennifer Jason Leigh performing. And I'm going to watch her. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, if yeah, you yeah, ask yeah. me for Jennifer Jason Lee movies, I would say yeah. Hateful Eight, and that's the only thing I can right. think you of. See, um, Hudsucker Proxy, which oh, is... oh, I love Hudsucker Proxy. Yeah, she's she's the girl. Oh, <laughs> there we go. Okay, you were a fan and didn't even know. <laughs> yeah, I thought she was gross. Also, also, I feel like Rooney Mara and Carol is a really strong contender. She was my second place in this. Yeah, I, I really all of them. Yeah, yeah, all of them are fantastic. <laughs> I know, yeah. Now we're definitely getting to the, to the part where yeah. it's like, God dang, they're all yeah. good. I mean, yeah. Rachel McAdams is just <laughs> yeah. phenomenal yeah, in Spotlight. Absolutely. But uh, let's move on to Best Supporting Actor. The nominees are Christian Bale in The Big Short, Tom Hardy in The Revenant, Mark Ruffalo in Spotlight, Mark Rylance in Bridge of Spies, and mm. Sylvester Stallone in Creed. Uh, the only one I haven't seen is Creed. Same here. Well, this category's out. <laughs> you guys should see Creed. It's really good. I, I wanted to, but I just I haven't seen any of the other Rocky movie. I've seen the first Rocky movie. I haven't seen anything that's, else. That's, I've only seen the first one. Yeah. Okay. Like it's it it brings it back to kind of because I think the other Rocky movie. I'm saying this. I haven't even seen them. But just from what I could have heard. Well, I read, hear that in one of them, there's a robot butler. So <laughs> exactly, like it kind of <laughs> loses its way. But the first one is just like this personal drama, and it's so yeah. Yeah. so great. And this one kind of brings it back to that type okay. of movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost like the soft reboot of Rocky, from what I can tell. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, like yeah. We're in the age be... of soft reboots with friggin' Jurassic World and Star yeah, Wars. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. There's like it's there's, the same universe, but there's it's a phrase people are. It's called a legacy sequel. Like legacy oh, and sequel uh, put together, yeah. Okay, <laughs> but um, um, so who was the standout guy? Uh, I think ultimately Tom Hardy in The Revenant. I so I feel good. like he like it's one of those where 
he was not Tom Hardy to me on screen. Yeah. He was that character. I never mm-hmm. once thought of him as, I never even thought Tom Hardy is delivering a great performance. I was just thinking, oh, that guy, that guy, oh, why are yeah. you doing this? You know, you I, want I him thought, to die. oh, he was just so fantastic. And at times he got a little bit snidely whiplash, but uh, <laughs> yes. I feel like DiCaprio's stuck out in the water. I feel like it worked. I feel like it worked really well. I feel like he sold everything about that. And the only uh, the only thing that keeps me from saying 100% Tom Hardy is Christian Bale's performance in The Big Short completely changed my opinion of what Christian Bale can do. Yeah. Because you know I had seen him in lots of different stuff. You know I you know I loved him in so many things, uh, Prestige, the Batman movies, uh, so many. He, why am I spacing on Christian Bale roles? But you know <laughs> I I've known him as like this really intense, really you know, everything is so serious and intense. And the big short, he was completely different and he was absolutely amazing. And also I feel like his role was really well done because he managed to play a character that has Asperger's and not make a joke out of it. I I didn't know that that was what he actually had, but I was like, this guy's on the spectrum. He's got a, like the way that he was playing it. Yeah. I don't know that he actually has it, but the care, but the man that that character is based on has said in interviews and stuff that he's pretty sure he has Asperger's. He has like all of the qualities things for it yeah, yeah, yeah. and I feel like Christian Bale did a good job of playing somebody with that disorder and not making it a caricature mm. right yeah for well Jacob who's who's the standout guy for you I'm gonna go with Mark Ruffalo in Spotlight I thought he just the, 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 this, there's one scene in particular when he like um, what is it he's he, he's ready to like print the story and he's ready to just do it oh and, the like, breakdown in, in the spotlight down, office like, yeah oh, like he just Oh, oh, that's man. great. You just, I mean, you just, he you were there with him. Like, what you're you feeling there. in that very Yeah, moment. exactly. Like, it just... Mark uh, Ruffalo's it, it great just, in everything. Yeah, yeah. He's, like, I know. I'd, <laughs> I'd be willing to give it to him just because it's Mark Ruffalo, and yeah. there's not anything that he's terrible at. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The thing that stood out to me about Mark Ruffalo is that he was, a t- like, similar to what you're saying about Tom Hardy, like, he was a completely different guy. Hmm. Like he walked different. His mm-hmm. di- his dialect that he was using was yeah, a yeah. really interesting cadence that I haven't heard before. Mm-hmm. And like he was just a totally different guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, but Tom Hardy for me was like neck and neck with Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. Almost yeah. like uh, the I dare say I might get in trouble for this, but I dare say that Tom Hardy was better than DiCaprio in that movie. I I would not argue with you on that just simply because. The entire movie, I was thinking, man, Leonardo DiCaprio, this is a great performance from you, buddy. Good job, Leo. Yeah. And <laughs> Tom he wins Hardy. wins the Oscar this time. Uh-huh. Yeah. And Tom Hardy, I was just, oh, that character. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, and, and I, I think that's wise because the whole time I was looking at Leonardo and this guy. But then again, that's also just sort of like Leonardo DiCaprio is such a big name and such a face, Mm -hmm. you know, like I love Tom, I love Tom Hanks performances, but it's always Tom Hanks performing, Mm -hmm. you know, it's a great performance from Tom Hanks. Mm -hmm. He's just one of those actors that I can't not see the actor, you know, the same thing. A lot of people have a really hard time and catch me if you can. I I love, I absolutely (laughs) love catch me if you can actually. It's a great, it's it's just it's fun times with friends. Yeah. But you know, I, I, you know, a lot of people have that with Tom Cruise. It's just one of those that, you know, yeah, you can't yeah. not see Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. You yeah, can't yeah, not yeah. see it's Leo. It's kind of funny. Yeah. Cause it's almost like they make themselves into character actors in a way because they're always like, they're playing all these different characters and stuff. But at the end of the day, it's always that, Oh, it's Tom Cruise. It's Tom yeah. Hanks. Mm-hmm. It's DiCaprio. Yeah. But, um, yeah, 
So, Jacob, who who gets your ultimate vote? Okay, well, actually, you just said it, didn't you? Yeah, Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo. I agree. Mark Ruffalo. James? Uh, I'm I'm a toss-up between Tom Hardy and Christian Bale. If, if you put a gun to my head, I'm going to say Tom Hardy by an inch. Yeah. God, this it's every, uh, there's not a bad no. not a bad one in here. Um, so we're gonna move on to best actress, and the nominees are Jacob for actress in a leading role: Kate Blanchett for Carol, Brie Larson for Room, Jennifer Lawrence for Joy, Charlotte Rampling Forty Five Years, and Saoirse Ronan for Brooklyn. What do you think? I'm gonna go with Brie Larson for Room. Uh, I thought. She, I mean, kind of like with Mark Ruffalo, it's just like, she just, I just, I felt like I was there with her and I felt like, Mm -hmm. I just really thought she just, especially for that role, like it's a really tough role. There's so much going on in that head. Like, and, and, and she, really a lot of it is like, you know, obviously there's there's a lot of dialogue in the movie, but we don't like, she didn't like talk about her emotions. Like, I feel like you Mm -hmm. see what she's She's, feeling just in her eyes. Oh, yeah. Well, because like, how do you verbalize what she's been through? And she just like harnessed that in such a way that was just captivating. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. James, what do you think? Uh, Mine is a toss up between Sorcerer Ronan and Kate Blanchett. Uh, I I feel like Kate Blanchett was such a... I haven't seen Carol. <laughs> you gotta see it. I know. Yeah. I, I I mean I feel like her performance is so like I I just I love Kate Blanchett for this reason, but I feel like she has such a presence and such a like she's just so very there yeah. for everything. Yeah. Like she's in the moment and she's such a concrete feeling yeah. throughout. Yeah. You know, you it's just fantastic. And Sorcia Ronan, I feel like, you know, Almost for the opposite reasons. Like I feel like Kate Blanchett is like a just a stellar, immovable object, and I feel like yeah. Sorcerer Ronan's performance is like a really delicate flower. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. It's it's so great and so multifaceted. Like you, I feel like it's another one where you can see what's going on on her face. Yeah. Yeah. More and than I, just saying. And it. I felt like for for her in Brooklyn that. Like like you said, like she's kind of a flower, but then she kind of has that that moment near the end of the movie with uh, the the store owner. Yes, where, where she breaks. Just, yeah, exactly. And you just like stand up and cheer because you're like, yes. that's what you wanted from her, the whole movie. <laughs> oh yeah, it's so great. And then like yeah, like in like with Kate Blanchett and Carol, like the scene with with the the lawyers. Uh, yes, like that scene. Ugh. It, oh again, man! Like, they la, all la, have, like, la, 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 of, have it seen. <laughs> it's just, like, all, all these kind of have good like breakout breakdown yeah. scenes. Yeah. Um, and. Um, yeah, but yeah, just a lot of good performances this year. Mm-hmm. I uh, can I just say, why is Jennifer Lawrence even in this category? No, the thing is, Jennifer Lawrence delivered a really great performance. The fact that she was too young to play the role, yeah, I feel like is beside the point because casting. Yeah, I I mean, David O. Russell does that with Jennifer Lawrence a lot. I feel like she was too young to play the role that she played in uh, American Hustle. The mm-hmm. same way I felt yeah. like Joy, mm-hmm. I, but I do feel like. Jennifer Lawrence's performance is the best part of Joy. Yeah, and I feel like it's I was one of those a huge fan of Joy. Like, yeah, I, like it was a movie about a mop. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's one of those things. You know, uh, a friend put it very, very well. I uh, put it to me really uh, eloquently that when I'm watching uh, Jennifer Lawrence in American Hustle or Joy or something, it's like my eyes are saying she's this 
there's not something something's not right she does she's not right for this role but mm-hmm. my heart is like oh this yeah. she's perfect for this role it's just not she enough lines good, on my face I, <laughs> <laughs> I just felt like i was watching jennifer kind of similar to the to like the tom tom hanks and that kind of thing yeah. like i just felt like i was watching jennifer lawrence yeah playing the same role that i've seen her in multiple movies yeah yeah not to say that she was bad but it was just kind of like eh, it was just yeah i've seen it before but um, I, I agree with you, Jacob. For me, Brie Larson gets my vote hands down mm. because of the stakes of that character and the yeah. imagine, the the amount of emoting yeah. uh, versus verbalizing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I feel like if you can tell the story without saying a single word yeah. like that, mm-hmm. yeah, man. Absolutely. And it's so subtle because, you know, like she, especially early on in the movie, she might smile, but you can see... The sadness pain and, and pain pain like, everything behind the smile. Like, and it's so like, great. I'm, I also want to say, I don't understand why the kid did not get a Best Actor nomination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the movie, he is the hero of that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, the movie's about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's kind of funny because I feel like she's actually a supporting yeah. character. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. but, I felt that uh, same way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, I mean, he was freaking phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. So great. But um, that, which that is a perfect segue into the Best Actor nominees, which are... James, why don't you read those? Best Actor in a Leading Role. Brian Cranston in Trumbo. Matt Damon in The Martian. Leonardo DiCaprio in The Revenant. Michael Fassbender in Steve Jobs. And Eddie Redmayne in The Danish Girl. So what do you think? I'm thinking Michael Fassbender and Steve Jobs... See, that's the one I haven't seen. There's always one movie in each category yeah. I haven't seen, and it's always the we one. We keep choosing those on yeah. purpose. We're like, the, what, what hasn't Brian oh, seen? Yeah, I, I specifically, yeah. I have, you know, I highlighted the ones that I've seen and then put marks next to the ones Brian hasn't seen. Right, right. So I know what to choose. But I feel like I've been watching so many freaking movies yeah. for the, for, for specifically for this show. Yeah. And uh, there's just a couple that have fallen through the cracks. Carol and Steve Jobs, I've got to freaking see. Yeah, no, I, like... Leo and the Revenant was great. Matt Damon and the Martian was great, but I feel like Matt Damon was sort of playing Matt Damon. I agree. Uh, I, I feel about him similar to how I felt about Jennifer Lawrence. Like, why are you in here? Get get uh, out of here, Matt Damon. <laughs> but like Eddie Eddie Redmayne and the Danish Girl, I think is a really. I'm glad it got nominated because I feel like that's a very important performance and a very important mm-hmm. film. Yeah. Because transgender well issues are something that's so important right now and so. Yeah underrepresented in Hollywood and to see it treated with such respect and such dignity and see it done in a really great way. Mm -hmm. I feel like Eddie Redmayne, absolutely fantastic. I don't think he'll win partially because he won last year year. and also because he's, he's really incredible. Oh yeah. 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 He's, he's really fantastic. I mean, have you seen his performance in Jupiter ascending? So good. (laughs) So good. Um, but Michael Fassbender is my pick. I, I can't yeah. not pick Michael Fassbender in this. I, <laughs> yeah. I I might have a man crush, but I feel like he's just <laughs> he's amazing Magneto. in this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel like he could be an amazing Bond. Oh, yeah. 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 Wouldn't that be awesome? Wow. Yeah, that'd be Freaking cool. Fassbender is Bond. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I, uh, my thought about Eddie, Eddie Redmayne in The Danish Girl is that, which James and I had this conversation, like it just felt so Oscar baity that I just kind of checked out. See, I, I would mm. say that more about the film as a whole. I would say if yeah. you take if you take it apart and if you examine if you examine the pieces, yeah, it's not to me for some reason. Like his performance doesn't necessarily feel Oscar Beatty. 
I wouldn't necessarily call the costumes or production design or something, but it's something I had the same problem with Tom Hooper's last film that was nominated or, well, I think he had Les Mis nominated as well, but I feel like uh, King's speech is what I'm thinking of. Mm. I, I felt like King's speech, I like as mu- as good as it was and as enjoyable as it was to watch, yeah. I could never shake the feeling of like, they started every day with, okay guys, we all know what we're going to do. Let's go out there and win an Oscar. Oscar. Right. <laughs> oh man. I loved the King's speech. We, we actually, that's the one drama that I can say I saw like three times in the theater. Oh, really but ah, but yeah that was my only issue with uh the danish girl well i had a couple other issues but again coming from the married guy perspective <laughs> but um jamie or pff, jacob i i had to get two guys <laughs> whose names days. are almost yep. exactly the same <laughs> um i think i'm gonna <clears throat> go with leo for revnet um i thought i thought he did incredible um I think I. I mean, I think I'm with you guys. Like, I think it, like Eddie obviously was great. I think I think a part of me. I, I think I am a part of the bandwagon of let's just give it to Leo. He's earned it. He's <laughs> but yeah, yeah. finally. <laughs> I love it. The, the last frame of that movie when he looks directly into the camera. And like, <laughs> yeah. all, the only thing that's missing is him saying, "Give me <laughs> fucking Oscar." <laughs> yeah, I, but but I will say like, I, and I don't think. I'm sure Leo would love an Oscar. I, I feel like he <laughs> gives his all every time, whether mm-hmm. it's in, yeah. in a movie that would get nominated for an Oscar or not. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like he gives his all every time. Yeah, he always gives puts in a great performance. He almost um, freaking killed himself on this one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so like he is committed to the art. Like he's not just going out there just to get Oscars. And yeah. So, yeah. Um, not like Eddie. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, well, also, I feel like if Leonardo DiCaprio doesn't win the Best Actor Oscar, then the internet's just going to implode. It's going to yeah, explode, exactly. and yeah. he will die. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just—if he doesn't win this time, we're just yeah. never going to hear from Leonardo DiCaprio well, again. I, well, like, he's going to jettison himself <laughs> into <year>. space. <laughs> I wonder if this will be the tipping point until it's like Brando or Pacino where they don't give it to them for their best roles early in their career. And so they end up not giving it to them after a certain point. Like, well, we didn't give it to him when he was in The Revenant and that was such a great performance. How can we say that this performance is better than The Revenant? And then they'll go off until he's just about to retire and they'll give it it to him for one he doesn't deserve just to say that they gave him one. Yeah. I read a really interesting article about Leo's a couple years ago, actually. It was talking about how he's never been able to get that momentum to get an Oscar. And like their theory was that because he's so good about picking, he's very picky about what movies he chooses. Yeah. And like mm-hmm. we said, he always gives a great performance. So it's yeah. not a surprise. And so like a few years ago when Matthew McConaughey suddenly was getting Oscar momentum and his yeah. reconnaissance yeah. or whatever, yeah. it was because he had been drifting for a while and had yeah. been doing bad movies for a while and yeah. bad yeah. performances, but then all of a sudden he started doing good and we were like, Oh, we need to reward this guy. Yeah. He's doing so good. He's yeah. Leo. Breakout actor. He's just always doing a solid job that yeah. he doesn't yeah. quite get that momentum because kind of like you were saying with the movie with uh, the Ghibli movie where it's like, yeah. you know what you're getting from a Leo performance. You know you're going to get a good job. Yeah. And so it's not surprising when he does a good job and you just don't get that momentum. Yeah. Um, I just remember that yeah. year that McConaughey won and yeah. uh, he w- that when McConaughey was a supporting actor or more of like a cameo in Wolf of Wall Street. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then and then like he ends up taking it from Leo. <laughs> like, I felt so bad for I was just waiting to them cutting to Leo and he's just like one tear. <laughs> oh, before we move on to Oh yeah, uh, all the jokes online about Leonardo DiCaprio's staff or the bear winning the Oscar for uh, yeah. <laughs> um, or but, the actor that plays him in a later, you know, biopic yeah. winning an Oscar. Uh, 
Uh, I will say before we move on, Brian Cranston and Trumbo. Oh, it's great. So it's, good. It's like it's like a chocolate bar. It's just oh, it's so nice, and yeah. you want it, and you crave it, and it's fantastic. And it's like the opposite of Heisenberg. Which oh, I totally. was really happy oh, to nice. see. Yeah. yeah, I was worried that it was just going to be, you know, they're nominating him because they couldn't nominate Breaking Bad. But <laughs> Trumbo was, stood on its own as a great performance, and it yeah. was fantastic. Definitely worth watching. I just don't think it beats Fassbender, DiCaprio. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, I mean, my... I don't feel like DiCaprio was the strongest out of these other categories. However, I feel like he's going to win, so... He gets my vote. <laughs> who do you, just who, out of default, just because like okay, well, honestly, if, if you are casting the vote, who are you voting for? Because yeah, I think DiCaprio. I mean, Matt Damon was just way better than DiCaprio. <laughs> no, no. Honestly, I, I selfishly want Brian Cranston to win. Okay. I don't think just so that another Brian gets an Oscar. I more Brians, <laughs> not enough Brians have won Oscars. God. Oscar so Brianless. <laughs> Although his name is spelled wrong. It's supposed to be B-R-I-A-N. That's probably me. So what's the next category? Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so we're going to move on to directing. Jacob, read those categories. Uh, or those nominees. Let me find it on this list. Where is it? Do you mind? I'm sure. I'm sure it's on here. Oh, here it is. I found it. Ah. For directing... Uh, the big short, which is, is that Anna McKay? It doesn't have yes. directors on here. Here, you, mine has a director. Where is it? Jeez, okay. Jacob. Anna McKay for the big short. George Miller for Mad Max Fury Road. Alejandro G. Inharitu for The Revenant. Lenny Abramson for Room. And Tom McCarthy for Spotlight. <sighs> okay. Now we're getting down to brass tacks. What do you think? James? Oh, man. Um, I'm going to say... It's a really tough race for all of them, but I'm going to say, oh man, it's a tie for me between Adam McKay and George Miller, mm. but it's also because behind the scenes <clears throat> stuff, because uh, I, you know, there's stuff that I've read online that's, uh, it's stuff with Tom Hardy and Charlize Theron when they were making Mad Max Fury Road. Mm. Apparently they both thought it was going to be crap. Yeah. And oh, Tom, really? yeah. And Tom Hardy fought with George Miller for the whole production yeah. and he's like he said in interviews he fought with him over and over he thought the movie was going to be terrible thought it was going to be crap thought it was going to be something that he you know was just praying people forgot mm. and then he said he went to the premiere and watched it and right after the premiere he walked up to George Miller and said I am so sorry for everything I said to you it was absolutely fantastic I see what you were doing now and I want to sign up for sequels nice. wow. and just the the idea that you know you, he was able to pull this great, these great performances out of people who thought that... Who were that, being very difficult. <laughs> yeah, 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 they were being difficult. They thought he didn't know what he was doing. They thought that the movie wasn't going to be good. And he still got such great performances and all yeah. of this. I feel like that's really a great... That shows a lot of George Miller as a director. Yeah, absolutely. But I also, I think Adam McKay's... I think Adam McKay deserves it just because it's sort of like the like Jacob said with uh, Matthew McConaughey and his McConaissance. Mm -hmm. yeah, like yeah, yeah. as great as Adam McKay's comedies are, like in particular the other that guys, that's one that gets my best. Mind. Yeah. That this is the guy that did Anchorman and Step Brothers like, and the like, other guys. Oh my god. Yeah. Like as great as he is at comedies, I feel like 
I want him to do more drama after this. Oh, yeah. For the same reason, you know, Matthew McConaughey did, you know, a lot of stuff that wasn't the best thing he could do. And then yeah. he did, you know, got into doing the best thing he could do. And he got an Oscar for it to yeah. say, hey, keep keep doing this. Don't go That's back to romantic point. comedies. I feel like Adam McKay deserves the Oscar for this just because he went and he made a dramatic film and he made an amazing dramatic film yeah. that's so timely, so, like, it's so relevant and it just needed to be made. And mm-hmm. I feel like it's fantastic. I, yeah. That's my choice for best director. Bam. Jacob, what do you think? I think, uh, <clears throat> I think you like The Big Short way more than I did. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, I, 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 I wonder. I, but I didn't not like it. Like, I, I yeah. really enjoyed it. Like, and for me, it was kind of a revelation of sorts that like okay he he maybe didn't hit it out of the park with this one but i could see him growing into being a really great director like mm-hmm. again like i felt like the movie just felt like uh, sometimes the pacing just felt odd to me that it felt stilted sometimes mm-hmm. um i liked the the general idea of the style i liked uh like i said i think it's an important story and i think they generally handled it well and i was for the most part into it but just like um, it just didn't quite all come together for yeah. me. But then, yeah. but like I said, like it, it did show me. I've been, and I'm not a huge Anna McKay fan. Like I'm not a huge mm-hmm. fan of those type of comedies. Yeah. Um, like, um, as, in, how dare which you? Is, yeah, which is odd. <laughs> most, which is yeah, we can fight about that later. But, um, but I just felt like it, it, a lot of ways it felt like just kind of a, a mishmash of let's just shoot a bunch of stuff and then we'll figure it out in editing. And mm-hmm. I, yeah. for me, for me as like a director and a writer and stuff like that, I don't personally like that style. Sure. Oh, um, um, sorry to interrupt you real quick. I, th- I think I'm going to have to change my answer to George Miller. Yeah. Just for the, just for the reasons <laughs> I gave him my thing. I was like, the, as soon as I sat out of my case, my choice, I was like, mm, no, you, <laughs> I, like I convinced myself yeah. cause I made a better yeah. case for George Miller than I made for Adam <laughs> yeah. McKay. Yeah. But I sorry. feel like everything that you said is a really valid point though. Yeah. I mean like Thank you. Adam McKay. Now for me, my vote honestly goes to uh Lenny Abraham, Abrahamson for the room hmm. just because of the, the performances that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and if, Absolutely. and you know, <sighs> One of the most challenging things that a director can do is directing kids. And yeah. like I've had my mm-hmm. horror stories with that. Like <laughs> yeah. I, I've I've had to direct kids before and it it can it, it can be really, really difficult. Yeah. Now luckily my situations have always been in comedy, so it's not as difficult as getting a dramatic performance out of a kid. Yeah. Yeah. But I felt like the caliber of performances this director was able to get out of this child actor, yeah, who at the time was what, like five, four? Little, little bitty. Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure. Something like yeah. that. I don't like, know. Yeah, I, I, don't know. I think that that is just a testament to the, to the dedication and to the, to the, ultimately the skill of this director. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. a director kind of, I've always kind of thought of a director as being somewhat of a psychiatrist in a way, because yeah. especially with drama, like you're, you're getting into their heads and you're, you know, helping them, you know, find that person. Yeah. And if you can do yeah. that with a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Absolutely. So yeah. that's that that's the only reason why the room gets my vote for directing specifically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. What was what got what got your vote ultimately? We um, know why you're not voting for Big Short. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um uh my vote is definitely Mad Max Fury Road. Uh just cuz it it's George it just, Miller, it's, man. It's just everything. Like just the yeah. blend of everything and it all comes down to the director's vision and you can tell yeah. like that movie is absolutely you know that's the exact movie that he watched in his head over and over again the yeah. last like ten years it took him to make this movie. Yeah. Um. And so it's just that's just it. It's just so exciting and so. And plus, it's just like for that type of movie to get nominated 
for oh yeah for this. i was really yeah. surprised that it got nominated so, i was like this so is a big great. action movie um, yeah and so yeah so i there, i think there's arguments to be made for all these guys and um i think my second choice might be Lenny abramson um yeah. just because and, and i don't know if you guys have seen frank or not which was his movie before this it's it's great michael fassbender yeah great. i saw i saw and most Tom of Long it Grayson. um but uh yeah it's great and then yeah room just kind of showed just how much more yeah he can do and spotlight tom mccarthy was great all of his movies Jeez. are great um yeah so good um but yeah for me it's it's mad max for your road yeah it out. all right it's the moment of truth drum roll please best picture the nominees are the big short bridge of spies brooklyn mad max fury road the martian the revenant room and spotlight james what do you think well, I, I, I'm of the opinion that Best Picture uh, should be something that pushes the medium forward a little bit like visual effects. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like it doesn't have to be something that pushes the medium forward. It could be something that's just masterfully done and yeah. just uh, you know, shows what can be done. But I feel like something that pushes the medium forward deserves it. Yeah. And I feel like the big short with the way it was done, the way it was edited... Uh, with the asides and the cutting to a completely different, like a completely separate reality yeah. of just the characters turning to the camera and saying, here is world-renowned chef Anthony Bourdain here to explain to you the concept of, you know, high-end derivatives. Yeah. Uh, I forget what he well, actually does. But the breaking of the fourth wall was such a unique storytelling device in that yeah. movie. Yeah, and like the, the scene where the two young guy characters are, they find the treatment in the lobby of the bank and then, you know, like, oh, this is so great. We should look into this. And then they turn to the camera and go, this isn't actually how this happened. It was much more convoluted and just doesn't make for a good story. But, yeah. you know... This is this is what we're doing here, they, and then they, they jump right back into there's it. There's so many little Deadpool moments, yeah, uh, like things like that. I absolutely loved it. I feel like it advanced the, like I feel like it advanced the art of cinema in a way with stuff like that, and with showing you what a movie can do to get its story across. Yeah. And while I feel like there were missteps, like sometimes the pacing was off, the. I feel like I I didn't have a problem understanding what they were talking about. I I mean, rarely did I. There were a couple times where I got lost. But for the most part, I felt like, and I felt like that was done for a specific reason because even the characters in the movie don't understand it at times. (laughs) You know, even the characters in the movie, that this is their job. They don't necessarily understand it all the time. And it has to be explained to them four times. (laughs) And so I feel like it was done really well in that sense. I feel like it was a film made to, like, not an adult film, mm. a film for adults. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, you can say that about a lot of these, Bridge of Spies and Brooklyn and The Revenant especially, but mm-hmm. The Big Short is something I feel advanced cinema in a legitimate way, and yeah. I would be very happy if there were a cinematic movement that spun out of the type of stylistic choices that were made in that. Yeah. So that's my choice. Jacob? Uh, my choice is... Um uh, Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> George Miller fanboy over here. That's another one that, oddly enough, if a film movement spawned out of that, exactly, it would yeah. be great. Exactly. Yeah. And like for a lot of the similar reasons I talked about best directing, it's just like it's such a singular vision. It, um, I, it, it just like just the way it's it built this world, but also it just like and plus it's just exciting. Like I said, like that a movie like that could be nominated for best picture. Yeah. the Academy Awards is just incredibly yeah. exciting because I think that would push the awards further into a more innovative direction. Like I yeah. feel like 
uh, I don't want to argue with you about Big Short all the time, but like, <laughs> but like, I feel like a lot of those things I've seen movies break the fourth wall and explain what's happening. I've seen, you know, it happens in like half of Woody Allen. Have you movies. seen the yeah. focus <laughs> puller being drunk like he was? <laughs> um, I'm sure I have. Um, <laughs> probably any movie that I was the focus puller. <laughs> uh, but uh, um, so, like I said, like I I enjoyed the Big Short. I definitely yeah. didn't like it. Didn't not like it, but. Um, I didn't, I didn't feel it necessarily was a, a, a big innovative, uh, <laughs> the beginning of an innovative movement. Uh, oh yeah. I definitely don't think it'll be a movement, <laughs> yeah. but, um, I, I, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, again, like for me, for Mad Max, like it just, uh, it was just, it, it was like the most, I feel like it's definitely the most movie unique the movie yeah. in like, this list of best pictures. Exactly. For sure. Like, and it just like, every time I watch it, I saw it, I saw it four times in the theater and I've watched it. Sheesh. once or twice at home uh just because it was just so good and just like every time it just got better every time yeah and just like it like i said it's a movie that could very easily be be boring because like just because mm-hmm. it's an action movie doesn't mean yeah. it's going to be exciting right but they just like every is, time they yeah. turn a corner there's like some new innovative challenge and yeah. some just something you haven't seen like the guys on the 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 whatever you call them, the sticks, whatever. The oh, pole dude. cats. Yeah. The pole, yeah, the pole, like, that stuff was so cool. And they did a lot of that practically. Yeah. yeah. And then... And um, the guitar playing fire guy was just... He won. He, just, he, yeah. he won the movie. Oh, yeah, why him. wasn't he nominated? <laughs> yeah, best supporting actor. Come on. Um, so, yeah. And, and I think, you know, huge push. Like, I, all these movies, I really... I think an argument could be made for all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but for me, like, that's the one. I, I'm, I've already seen Mad Max a lot. And I know I'm going to keep watching it. And, yeah. and like yeah. I said, like uh, you like we made jokes. Like I'm really not. I've actually only seen the first Mad Max movie, other than this one. Yeah. Um. Like I'm not a huge George Miller fanboy by any means, but um. I would say Road this... Warrior is closest in feeling to yeah, yeah, this yeah. one. Yeah. yeah nice. Thunderdome. Yeah, I just I just haven't gotten around to it yet, just because I keep watching Fury Road over and over again. But uh, yeah. Um. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think like. Yeah. Yeah. All of, all of them are great. I think my second choice would would be Spotlight. Um, mm. um, just cause it, it's kind of a great, um, kind of like you were talking about earlier with like the invisible editing. I feel like that's a movie that like a lot of the technical and a lot of that type of stuff is invisible. Like, yeah, just, that's a movie that you just kind of go with it and yeah. it, it just takes you along for the ride. Um, Mad Max and Spotlight are actually tied for number two in my book. Yeah. 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 What about you, Brian? Well, um, I feel like the theme this year, uh, with the, especially with the best pictures, is that they're not just attractive stories, they're important stories. Mm-hmm. You know, the big short, talking about the, um, the recession and the bubble, <clears throat> Bridge of Spies, this, you know, this unlikely hero that quite possibly saved the world with this one prisoner exchange. Well, and it's, uh, Bridge of Spies also touches a lot on American xenophobia and, uh, you know, yeah. the yeah. idea of us being terrified of different cultures, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. you know, yeah. that tu- that goes a lot into, you know, America's issues with Muslim culture right, right. now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And like The Martian, I feel like that's, I feel like that's a movie that should be shown in high schools, you know, to show the importance of science, like to mm, the importance yeah. of education and, yeah, yeah. you know, and The Room, this, this story of a woman who was, you know, basically incarcerated for five years mm-hmm. and has raised a child, but more importantly, a child seeing the vast world for the first time. Yeah. Like, I, fit, yeah. I just feel like these are important stories that, you know, that people need to see. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The, I, but for me personally, I feel like the most important story of these was Spotlight. Yeah. 
because yeah. that is a that is a movie that like I whenever I think about that movie and the story that they're telling yeah. and the level of importance of that story and again the unlikely heroes of our team of reporters that not just against very very tough stakes you know we're, yeah. we're able to break this story that changed lives that continues to change lives yeah. I, Spotlight wins my vote for best picture because of that because this is a movie that is not just a great movie but people need to see this movie yeah so that's my my deep and meaningful <laughs> reasoning <laughs> And that's really that's the only reason why like Mad Max doesn't yeah. get or or The Revenant yeah, yeah, yeah. is yeah. just because of like God the the amount of influence. I feel like that's one of the 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 things that we always forget about movies is that the level of influence that a film a single film can have on society on community on personal lives is very often forgotten. And I was reminded of that whenever I saw Spotlight. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. Well, so. and also, I mean, it's got a good shot because it won Best Feature at Producers Guild and at the yeah. Golden Globes, and there's a lot of overlap there. So Spotlight has a really good chance of taking home the Best Picture Oscar. Well, I hope it does. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, I think, I believe Big Short won the Producers Guild. Did it? Yeah. Okay, I was <laughs> then, totally uh, wrong about it's that. Been, yeah, th- that's why this year's Oscars is so odd because usually it kind of becomes uniform Mm-hmm. Who's mm-hmm. winning? But I think Big Short won Producers Guild. But oh. Spotlight won SAG, and a huge number of Academy members are SAG members. That's ah. what I was thinking. Yeah, it won SAG, exactly. not Producers Guild. And then I think Inaritu <clears throat> just won Directors Guild. Directors Guild. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it's it's really usually those three line up. Yeah. Somehow, and they're just not this year. So everybody, right. it's kind of no one's really sure what, what's going to win. Way to go, this Producers is, Guild. I feel like this yeah. is a really, really unique uh, year for movies, yeah. especially Best Pictures. So mm-hmm. we're gonna we're we're gonna wrap it up. But before we do, we're gonna go around the room, and uh, we are you're gonna mention a Best Picture nomination, and then the title, and then what you feel the title should be. So for instance, oh, I'll go first. The Revenant. Also known as Burr. Um, I'm going to go with Mad Max Fury Road, uh, alternate title being, wait, so they they did all this? Like, this is, they actually did this? You're not, you're joking, right? <laughs> they did this? Like, they did that. Um, I'll go with Spotlight. Um Oh my god. <laughs> hide your kids, hide your wives. <laughs> yeah. Um for the big short. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> huh? Oh man. <laughs> it's hard. Yeah, it is. Um uh, Bridge I, of Spies. I think... Bridge of Spies. Spy stuff. <laughs> Spy stuff, <laughs> and there's a wall. The room. Oh, oh come on. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Oh. Oh come on. Oh. Okay. There we go. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yay. Oh. Uh, We're terrible at naming movies. These I know. Right. Right. For movies. Yeah. The Martian. We're gonna science the shit out of this. <laughs> <laughs> Was that leave Brooklyn? Oh yep. yeah, or no, and the Revenant. Oh wait, no, no, I've already. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah so I'd, I'd say Brooklyn. You can't go home again. 
<laughs> yeah. I'd call that one, make up your freaking mind. <laughs> All right, any final remarks, guys? Uh, this, this is an episode that's gone way longer than I originally <laughs> thought it would. But... Um, I just want to hang on to y'all as long as I possibly can. Yeah, I know I know you have to go. So yeah. final yeah. remarks? Um, I just want to thank you guys for having calm, civil discussions, even though we didn't always agree. I um, thought this is, was great. It, this, is, this is the way I enjoy talking about movies. It's just like, yeah. Yeah. it's okay to disagree, and it's okay not to devolve into yeah. hating each other. Yeah. So, I always find guys. that really stupid whenever, like, yeah. it's movies, guys. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> calm, calm your tits here. Yeah. I, I just want to let you guys know that uh, I have hired hitmen to get both of you for not saying Be big short. Red but, lasers. Hey, uh, no, no, I totally agree with Jacob. I, this is the best kind of film discussion, just sitting around talking about what we loved. And even if we didn't love something, then, you know, Why? That's, you know, because that's the worst thing in the world is when someone looks at a movie you liked and they go, oh, that's terrible. Yeah. And you say, well, why? Because it's terrible. Yeah. As, you know, because boo. Yeah. As, much mm. as, as much as the big short clicked with me and as much as I really liked it, you guys brought up valid points for why you didn't. And mm-hmm. I totally understand them. Doesn't change how much I liked it, but <laughs> I totally understand wrong. why you didn't. <laughs> I changed all my votes. Star Wars is just going to win across the board. Oh, yeah. Even for Best Picture. <laughs> yes, Best Picture. <laughs> just like, they, they go up and like, George Lucas just runs up on stage. Step aside! Give me that! <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for coming on the show. Thank, thank you, you, Jacob, again. Um, where can we find you guys on social media? Plug uh, Electric Nostalgia again. Yes, yeah, so Electric <laughs> Nostalgia. Uh, we have a Facebook page, and we have a uh, website, electricnostalgiafilm.com. So check it out. And they've got great coffee mugs, which I've been drinking yes, out of today. we have merchandise. we got shirts you can buy. Yes. I have a couple out. of the shirts. They're great. They're so comfy. Nice. <laughs> James? Um, well, I am probably not as active on social media as I should be, but uh, my Instagram gets updated more often than anything else. That's uh, James underscore Ray underscore OKC. Uh, I'm on Facebook. I thought it was, oh, oh my God, it's Bubba. Uh, that's what it used to be, oh, but okay. I've, I've since updated to something slightly more professional. Um, <laughs> you know, at least something that makes it seem like it might be me. Right. Um, but yeah, I am on Facebook. I will accept your friend request and I will talk about movies at length with you. Uh, I recently had a discussion with someone about X-Men that was just... Just entirely too long. <laughs> it is but, X-Men, though. You could go on for it. That, that's next episode. Uh, yeah. Next yeah, episode, James. Next episode, good. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> just me explaining the intricacies of the X-Men universe. Again, it's just James <laughs> yeah. just talking alone. And it's that that could that might be a six-hour podcast. <laughs> right. We're going to go through the entire history of the X-Men. And, of course, you can find uh, the Okie Show Show on Twitter, at Okie Show Show on Instagram, at Okie Show Show, uh, and Facebook. And then, of course, you can go to prairiedogpictures.com slash blog and find the actual blogs that go along with each episode. So thank you guys so much for coming out and spending two hours talking about movies with me. <laughs> Thanks <laughs> for having me. Yeah, thank you, Brian. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. Later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>